that was disgusting. <laughs> what the fuck noise was? I had a whole thing I was going to say. <laughs> well, too bad. Uh, well, that is the grunt of the so host. <laughs> That, that's 20, 2018 coming in for a nice warm finish. Oh, oh my god. Oh. That is the oh. oh that's nasty. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> you get three you get three Clevelands for that, because that was fucking gross. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of it's chaos right now. Um you already heard the grunt of the Soho, so this is the co-host, <laughs> and uh for this episode we have a, a special guest. Jared Buckendall joins the show. Welcome, Jared. Hey, like, share, subscribe. Hey, hey Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, if you if you don't know, if you're new to the show, at Jared Buckendall is uh, our good our good YouTube buddy. Uh, you can make sure to uh, catch all of his his YouTube stuff at Jared Buckendall, including reviews, uh, trailer reactions, uh, JB classics. Uh, most recently, I think Die Hard was the last one. Oh yeah. Um, so all sorts of fun stuff going over on the YouTubes, and uh, we gathered the whole crew here today. It's kind of a unique episode. We're going to be counting down our top 10 favorite movies from 2018. Uh, this being the first episode of the new year, we are not immune to cliches, and uh, we're going to be doing our countdown like everybody else is this week. So I'm excited to jump into this. We got, I'm sure we'll have three wildly different lists as we were kind of discussing before we hit record today. Jared has not yet posted the uh, official JB video of his top 10. When, when can we expect that one over on the YouTubes? Uh, I actually stopped. Uh, 2018 was my last year. Uh, I decided I'm just going to, you know, accept my role as a financial anal- analyst. And uh, Ooh, nice. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. It should be out because this comes out, what, Friday? <laughs> yep. Uh, it should be posted by then. I was going to try to finish All it right. tonight, but it should be posted tomorrow. Well, there you which go. It, the video is, is already up yesterday. Yeah, time travel because of YouTube <laughs> and uh, and podcasting. So uh, make sure you head over to the YouTube. Play the sounder. Come on. I'm trying At to. Jared Buckendall. Um, Not that one. The back in time one. Ooh. Oh, yeah. There you go. Travel back in time to yesterday and uh, and head over to the YouTubes. <laughs> At Jared Buckendall. We're also going to link to uh, that video in the description box uh, once we get that. So uh, hit the description box for it. That'll be the only thing in it today because we only are talking about one topic, and that's our top movies. I would also be remiss if I didn't mention that a second ago you said analyst. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I couldn't pass up an opportunity to use that one, so... Let's see. Like I said, the only thing we're doing today is counting down our top movies of 2018. So we're just going to go around in turns um, and count down from 10 to 1. If uh, if any of us has a movie higher up on the list uh, than the first person to mention it, then we'll just say that. And uh, and we'll wait until we get to the highest rank um, to discuss the movie in more depth. So a lot, a lot, a lot of movie stuff. We'll try to keep things relatively spoiler-free, but uh, you should have watched all these movies already, so because they're good. So fuck you. So let's. Uh, what do you think? Do we? Do you, do you guys have any preface, or uh, should we just jump into it? <laughs> I just want to say, Holmes and Watson is an awful movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not um, going to be making the list. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> um. So we got a snapchat of you uh uh having a couple drinks beforehand <laughs> how many more did you have to finish that movie Dude, okay usually i go into movies completely sober and i was like okay i need to drink during this one and the guy at the concession stand was like you you want two beers and i was like yeah and he's like oh are they just for you and i was like yes 
because I'm like, do you know what movie I'm seeing? I had another one after that, and I took a bathroom break, which I never do. Like, <laughs> the movie is not good. Everyone's like, ah. a lot of people have come to me and be like, it wasn't that bad. Fifty Shades Freed was worse. And it's like, yeah, but Fifty Shades Freed had a booby in it. <laughs> <laughs> Boobies will save a bad movie. I fully agree with you there. I don't know, man. Not good. I wish there was a booby in Batman and Robin. There should be. I would like that movie more. Bat nipples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's also fucking bat dong in it too. Oh. So. <laughs> no, that's bat bulge. There's no full dong. Bat it's just bulge. the outline. If you want bat dong, go to Gone Girl, the shower scene. <laughs> <laughs> that is some bat dick. It's only a brief look though. That's always been so frustrating for me. I know. It's kind of like the um, uh, what's the one where she crosses her legs over? Um, uh, basic Instinct? Yeah, it's like Magic the Basic Instinct. Bus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miss Frizzle shows uh, up her Miss Frizzle. Miss oh. <laughs> Frizzle. She probably has a dizzle. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's, a shizzle? There's a reason I'm not allowed to be on this show. <laughs> we are immediately so far off track. <laughs> <laughs> That could that could potentially be a title. Immediately so far off track. <laughs> it was like, okay, we have this really easy show. It's one topic that we'll just kind of go on. That should be a and segment. We've, we've we've already made it to, to Miss Frizzle's vagina. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> we we took a hard right. <laughs> That is the last place I saw this going. Um, holy shit, I can't even think of a good segue gotta, for that. <laughs> you gotta go where the puck's gonna be, not, <laughs> not where it is at the time. Oh, oh my gosh, there we go. I call you a That's not what I meant to hit, I meant to hit this <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. We gotta pull the, this is what I meant to hit. Sports! Because you had said, made the hockey thing. Now it's a bad joke, because okay. it's dated. Um, oh yeah, it still would have been bad. Don't worry. God, this is—you can tell we've been doing this for seventy-five episodes because of the professionalism. Hey, seventy-five is a—that—that that is. You guys are doing well. It's not an October. I'll, I'll be happy when we get to eighty. No, we're <laughs> the tenth anniversary. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily doing well. We're just doing consistent because <laughs> I don't know if you've heard some of these podcasts. Oh, I've heard them all. I was going to say, the Browns show up every week. It doesn't mean they're good. Sport! Yeah, we got it in again. I almost said, speaking of Brown, uh, but I didn't have a good way to bring that home. Let's, you know, fuck it. There's not going to be a smooth way to get back from where we are, so I'm, I'm stopping That's us there. Sweet. Let's get back, and we are going to start uh, our countdown of the top 10 movies of 2018. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo No. 10, number 10. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we didn't have time to get a new sounder. <laughs> number 10. Very well done. My number 10, I'm I'm really interested to see how many of my movies land on y'all's list. Um, I really struggled with my number 10. I have some honorable mentions that I think uh, deserve to be in a lot of people's top 10s. But um, a lot of these are just movies that, like, I don't know. A lot of mine aren't critically amazing, but um, some of them are. But uh, this is just a movie that I really enjoyed and left with such a big smile on my face. Um, and I think we talked about this at our mid-year top five, too, um, because this came out in the beginning of the year. It's uh, Love, Simon. 
And Ooh. I know that, uh, I know Seth, you went to this and Jared, you hadn't seen it when we talked last. Have you made it back to Love, Simon? No, I unfortunately haven't. I, uh, I actually had an early screening for it, missed it and never saw it. It is a, it is just a really nice, like in a world where we're going to all these like big, heavy, you know, vast, um, high budget movies. It's just a really nice, tight, simple movie about a kid growing up and you know, he's gay and there's that whole thing, but really it's like, it's just a nice simple movie and a really heartwarming story. And it, it's a movie about gay people, but it's not like, so about, it's not really in your face about it. Like, like a lot of movies tend to be, it's, it just happens to be that he's gay. And so, um, it's just a really fun one and a nice, it's just nice. It just is nice. I, I just really, <laughs> nice. it warm, warmed my heart when I saw it nice. and I walked out and I'll, I'll probably watch it again. A lot of these are movies that I want to watch again um, and love Simon. I imagine is not higher on Seth's list, um, but no, uh, one I know it, you enjoyed. It was at 10 till about like two o'clock today. So I'm glad I included it then. Yeah. So we would have had the same number 10, but uh, not quite, but I'll go into my number 10. Uh, my number 10 is, so again, this is the, I went back and forth on on my tenth tenth movie all day today, but I ended up with the one that I one remember the most, and this came out in I think like March or April. It was one that uh, you forced me to go to because it's a horror movie, <laughs> and one that I the the experience is something that I, that I'll remember for a long time, and that's a quiet place. Oh, I thought it was mm. Tyler Perry. <laughs> Boo too. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's real scary. <laughs> So yeah, quiet place. I mean, it's it's one that's been talked about all year, but um, very inventive with the horror. The sound was was a really uh, really new and fresh thing with horror. Um, performances were surprisingly good in this with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. The kids were even good. Um, they created a really interesting world. A little nervous about a quiet place too, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. But um, direct the directing was great. Um, yeah, just the the entire movie. You sit there and I think. What what you said at the time in the review was, or the ride home was, that your uh, butthole was clenched the entire time. Dude, so. I had b-hole cramps for sure. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Uh, um, well, b-hole cramps aside, um, it was it was definitely <laughs> it was definitely a a fun ride in in the theater. Um, even despite those dumbass little kids texting the entire time i, I still say, remember never that gonna forget those off. little dickheads no those little fuckers so um, i um I, I liked this one a lot i am curious have either of you watched it again since the first time i have not um i saw one scene but it wasn't like one of the, like the the you know crazy you know heightened scenes or anything but i still remember like that i think that's why i ended up choosing this one is because i remember so much of it pretty vividly and mm-hmm. it was experienced like walking out of the theater i was just like that exhale of like, oh man, it's finally <laughs> I can finally breathe again. Well, the good so, thing, yeah, ab- that the good thing about the movie is, um, it's it's a pretty tight movie. It's what ninety ish minutes, so yeah, it's, it's pretty short. You no, know, it it's a very quick movie. It's a very tense. Like, I think the biggest thing about the the movie or the experience was seeing it in a theater because just it was it was a theater experience because everyone was just so quiet. It was tense. It was. It was like you said, butthole clenching. <laughs> yeah, there was like a there was like a vibe in the theater that anyone in the theater who made noise was also going to die, and that was I think the coolest part about that. The reason I asked if anyone's seen it again though is because I do get worried sometimes um, that this won't be as good at home, right? And that 
having seen it, if I watch it again, I won't like it. So I'm a little, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to file it into those movies I'll never watch again um, because I, I loved it and I want to keep loving it and I don't want to start picking holes or enjoying it less because of the lack of ambiance or anything like that. So I, I'd be interested to hear like anyone else who's um, uh, watched it more than once, how well it holds up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've known people who've seen it at home and have enjoyed it. Um, me personally, I don't rewatch movies. I've out of the, all the movies in my top 10, I've only watched one of them more than once. Let me um, guess. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah, me too. Um, but, uh, so I mean that that's going to be the same for me, and that's that's how I look at all my lists is is what how how would I feel after watching the movie or, or leaving the theater or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, Quiet Place, loved it, and uh, that's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know what? That is a very uh, interesting thing. It's I don't I don't rewatch a lot of movies either, but my number ten, and I don't know if it's going to make either of your guys's list. It's going to be Searching. Ooh, that's actually going to oh, be something fuck. I talk about in a little bit. Okay, so should we just punt that one or whatever we're yeah calling well, it? yeah. We're going to yeah, kick what? that can down the road. But I'm, fuck, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I knew that as soon as you guys started naming movies, I would be like, oh, why didn't I have that on my list? So I'm pissed that I don't have it. But yeah, we'll, we'll wait to talk about it on set. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's, let's kick the can is going to be the official mm. one. <laughs> let's try to, let's try to kick all of Jared's cans down the road. So, yeah, kick so. all the cans. <laughs> so oh, we can just like box. We'll just box Jared out of the podcast by, yeah, by kicking his cans. cans. <laughs> Yeah, let's kick let's kick Jared's box. Please don't. It's 2019. <laughs> number nine. My number nine is another one that uh, I, I won't be surprised if neither of you have on your top ten. Um, but actually, Seth went to this first. I was not going to see it, um, and then Seth gave it a high recommendation. So I went to see the hate. It better you not give. be the mule. It is not the mule. <laughs> it oh. is the hate you give. And uh, I was really surprised by this one because it had the reason I wasn't going to go um, is because it's based on a young adult novel, and I thought it'd be really cheesy and Mortal <clears throat> Engines. No, <laughs> no, I did not see Mortal Engines. Actually, I did, but it's higher on my list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. No, um, uh, the Hate You Give, and I, I did enjoy it. I thought that it was more mature than I anticipated. I thought it handled the issues um, in a way that was constructive um because a lot of these movies that that have the that have the 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 purpose of like improving race relations end up doing it in a way that's really annoying and really doesn't help anybody uh but this one seemed to handle it all well i thought the performances in here were very good especially the lead whose name i can't remember um but she was fantastic and they had a pretty good supporting rebecca cast in here. it was not rebecca romaine stamos that would have <laughs> been weird i would watch that movie though <laughs> And it's the only movie on my list that's based on a Tupac lyric. So I had to include that one. So, yeah, The Hate You Give. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think both of you guys saw this one, right? Would you, would you? I don't think you have it on your top ten, but did you like it? No, this is the other one I had in the ten spot at one point today. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Same here. Yeah, I, I, uh, this is one, again, I left the theater with such a, like a profound feeling after, after watching it. It was, it definitely hit in a lot, a lot of places. I mean, like you said, uh, when we did, when I did the review for it, and we kind of discussed it off, off air. It's, it was a little cheesy at times, but um, I thought it handled everything really um, otherwise than some of the cheesy parts of like the relationships. Handled everything pretty earnestly, and um, some great performances all around. Uh, especially like Regina Hall, who you don't usually see a good performance out of. <laughs> yeah. uh, she was good. The teenies um, leak in. <laughs> <laughs> we both went to the same floor. That's awesome. <laughs> 
And then uh, Anthony Mackie had turned in a good performance as well, but not really a star-studded cast uh, overall, but that's kind of a pun because the, the main character is star. Zing! Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Yeah, same here. The, it just missed my top ten. It's definitely an honorable mention. And uh, I think in my video that's coming out, yeah, I think I said that it was a movie that everyone needs to see just to be educated on stuff. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. <laughs> and junk. My number nine is going to definitely be a, a can that's kicked far down the road. Um, my number nine is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. What? All right, yep. Let's, we'll go ahead can. and give that one the old boot. We can punt that bitch down the road. We can kick the can <laughs> if you'd like. I got a feeling we might be kicking it again uh, uh, yeah. before we're done here. Yeah, you guys are all going to kick my cans. <laughs> all right, uh, number what's nine. What's next for you, Jared? Get ready to kick it. I'm going with eighth grade. Ooh. I'm going to kick that can so far up your ass. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting oh violent gosh. here. <laughs> I just want to talk about movies. I'm glad my list doesn't have a bunch of cans because uh, I'm, I'm way high on everything. So, uh, so let's – what is it? Are, do we go to my eight now? Number eight. So this is where I have Black Panther. Are either of you higher? Nope. Uh, nope. I, I kind of figured I'd be highest. Uh, I've talked at length about Black Panther. There's not a lot left to say that I haven't already. I I flirted with leaving this out of my top 10, actually. Um, but the more and more I thought about it, uh, and the more I was trying to come up with the movies that really stuck with me for a while, I think this is this is one of them that will. Um, again, similar to how I was talking about A Quiet Place, I don't know how many times I'm going to like rewatch Black Panther, though, because I do think it's a, it's a movie that has flaws, um, and it's, it's praise... I think is, I think a lot of the praise that it should be getting for its cultural significance is attributed to how good the movie is, and I, so I think it's a little bit inflated. And, and here I am continuing to inflate it. So um, I have it in here as number eight for a few reasons, but really just because it was right off the bat, it was the first movie this year that I was like, "Fuck!" Like that movie was important. Um, and so again, not a lot to say that hasn't been already said about Black Panther, but I'm not surprised that I'm the highest on it. Yeah, very true. Um, what's been kind of crazy that I've been hearing recently is uh, some of like the Oscar stuff I've been reading and listening to is that that's a serious contender, not only to be nominated, but to win right now for best um, because of some of the, yeah, because some of the other controversies with like uh, green book now, like that stuff's coming out about how they're uh, it's maybe not completely true to life. And the whole Vigo Mortensen thing is kind of bringing it down. Wait, what the fuck are you, are you here to tell me? That that movie is not a hundred percent factually accurate. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to have a best picture that is not factually accurate. I swear to God. Last year we had a perfectly realistic movie win best picture. So I don't get. I don't get why that needs to. We need to get it. Don't even nominate it. Wait, you're telling me that a woman can't fuck a fish? I'm telling you, Jared, that they can, and that's why they won because Thank it was so only realistic. Only men can. Think that Koyeka. <laughs> Um, but I think it's mostly just because, like, apparently they weren't even friends in real life. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, and then there's really not, other than A Star is Born, not a ton of, uh, like, strong contenders right now. Fifty Shades Free. So, yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's definitely going to get best costuming. Um, <laughs> They're naked. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was, that was, that took me a bit to get to. Yeah. <laughs> but that's actually a good joke. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I can't remember that pretty fast. 
so going back to Black Panther actually just in itself, I enjoyed it. Um, it's not one, I don't think it's even in my top 20 looking at my list, but I enjoyed it. It was definitely a, a really good superhero movie. Probably my second favorite superhero movie of the year, or no, probably third favorite of the year, but it just, yeah, it just didn't, didn't quite have the impact of a superhero movie like the other ones did. And, and I don't know, it just, it was good, but not great for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll agree. I'll, I'll kind of add on to that. It's just, you know, it came out at the beginning of the year and it, it was doing numbers. I mean, it's what made a billion dollars worldwide. And that's one movie that I've actually, since it was on Netflix, I've probably watched it three, four times this year. Um, I enjoy it, but yeah, I totally agree that it's just, if I'm wondering if it would have come out later in the year, if it would have maybe gotten more, more notoriety or more notice. But I, I mean, it came. There's ten months of movies that came after that. It's a good movie, but it's just it it missed my top ten. Yeah. No. No. Um, no offense taken. I figured I'd be the highest on it, as I am most of my well, list. Well, uh, speaking of superhero movies, uh, my number eight is uh, this is going to be another kick the can. Um, Avengers Infinity War. Kick that can. <laughs> kick it. All right. All right, Jared, another another later. another chance to not get kicked. No, I feel like uh I feel like Seth will probably kick this one because uh my number what are we on number 8 right now? Yes. Yeah. Uh my number 8, eight is Roma. Nope, didn't make my really? list. Really? No kicks. It's all you, Jared. No kicks. Oh man. We're talking about that dong. <laughs> <laughs> Cody hasn't seen it yet. Oh, uh, okay. I was There's a dong. Well. Oh, oh, there's there's a hell of a dog in this movie. Dog shit. Oh, I thought you said dog. That's like the opposite. (laughs) No, he did say dog. I did say dog, so um, spoilers. I have no idea what to expect. (laughs) You have to watch it just for that scene. Um, This this was a movie that a lot of people, a lot of people were talking about, and I don't know. It came out on Netflix, so there's always that stigma about around Netflix movies right now. I mean, they they kind of have they're slowly getting more notoriety because what a couple years ago it was Beats, uh, Beast of No Nation, but this Mudbound movie last year. Uh, this this definitely does not fit into what I usually watch, what I'm into. But it's black and white. It's foreign film. It's subtitled. But I just thought it was. I mean, it's very slow. But once you get about. 45 minutes into it things start to fall into place it's a powerful film there's a lot of gorgeous shots there's a lot of kind of uh themes in it and it just airplanes yeah a lot of airplanes which i had to i had to google that but i figured it out um okay mean something did you look it up i mean basically it was it was this weird thing because uh it was set in the what 60s 70s and i think that that was a sign of very high class, like not that many people traveled on airplanes at that time. I don't know. It was some weird thing, some metaphor. Huh. Uh, now I don't know something there, but it's it's very much an uh, an art housey film. I'm gonna say it's not gonna be for everyone. Like there will be people that start this and just turn it off after five minutes. But I I just kind of looked at the rather than the enjoyment factor, rather the uh, the art of uh the filmmaking the the stuff that they really took care to in this film i I would agree with i agree with uh, pretty much everything you said there um it's in my top like 15 it didn't quite make my top yeah and i i totally Uh, understand why because you had uh there's a few problems with that that car scene and oh my god uh, and that was the most frustrating 10 minutes of movies that i watched this yeah yeah (laughs) cody seriously you gotta watch this movie just to know what the hell we're talking about 
Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it because I've never felt so totally in the dark. Like, I, apparently now there's a car scene I need to be aware of. I know that, well, that, I know that there's... Where, um, where he parks the car. Oh, okay. When I, to- I, talk- I talked about that uh, when I reviewed it. Um, there's a scene where he parks a car for like 10 minutes. And <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like the most frustrating thing in the entire world. <laughs> I just I just wanted to take that goddamn car and park it yeah, for him. Yeah, if you have anxiety, so it's going to just ruin you. Oh, good. So, like, the panic attack I had in fucking Blade Runner, <laughs> I can have that again. Um, <laughs> from walking up the... So, this is what I know about Roma so far. Airplanes, uh, either dog poo or dongs, or both. I'm not both. sure. I'm Hashtag not sure. both. <laughs> and, uh, and then, apparently, there's, like, a karate scene. Holy that, shit, that there is. is. That is really strange. So, I... Basically, I don't know how those four things can coincide in the same movie, so I, I'm I'm gonna watch this immediately. Dude, everyone was kung fu fighting. <laughs> were, right. Would you say that it was edited well, or were the cuts as fast as lightning? I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Just shaking, All right. shaking my head here. Number seven. Number seven. I'm certain I am the highest on. Uh, it's First Man. Well, yeah, that didn't even make my yeah, top it didn't. fucking 50. <laughs> yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> top 50? Holy shit. <laughs> I saw like 80 movies. <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately, it did. I don't know. Yeah, it just, it. Uh, you do your thing. Yeah, so I... <laughs> <laughs> that was so dismissive. You guys are... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do your thing. You guys are both like, fuck that movie and you have no idea what you're talking about, but go ahead, Co. tell us why it's good. Um... <laughs> So, no, I, I'm a big space nerd. Um, I'm a big nerd for um, Damien Chazelle. And so I liked this before I even went. And I think that I was surprised with how uh, sort of personal they made it, right? So, uh, so a lot of these space movies end up being these wide-reaching, you know, world, world-sized movies. Uh, and the fact that they zoomed it into just uh, Armstrong and his life actually helped for me. I liked it, and I didn't think that I would. I thought that the way they shot all of the space stuff and how close it was, like physically close it was to him all the time, um, really kind of had the claustrophobic effect and kind of put you in the scene, which I hate feeling claustrophobic, but if a movie can make me feel that way, uh, it's pretty impressive. And I thought that it showed, the, the thing that I always came back to when I was reviewing this before is it showed so much restraint because they limit you to just what Armstrong sees instead of showing you all of the like press coverage and a bunch of like wide angle shots of big shit. Um, they show you his perspective and not really anything else. And even, even when it's so grandiose as to show him like on the moon, they do it in a way that's very quiet and understated. And, um, I was really impressed with that. I thought the performances here were great. Um, I'm I'm blanking on the name of the actress who plays his wife. Um, Claire Foy. Yeah, Claire, Claire Foy, Foy was fantastic. She uh, sounds like might get a nomination for it, um, or at least at one point sounded like she might. And uh, I I just thought that the way that they told the story, even though you know I know a little bit about the Apollo missions, um, still had its surprises in the way they told it. Um, and I think it just it it put some context around a simple fact that everyone knows that we went to the moon on this date, and. Um, I really like, uh, as you'll see in a bit here, I, I really like learning more during my movies. So um, this 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 hit all my buttons, and I get that my buttons aren't everyone's, so I'm not surprised that I'm highest on this one, which is apparently the theme of my list. <laughs> <laughs> what I'll say about First Man, like, it's, by saying it's not in my top 50, it's not that I didn't enjoy the movie, because I did. It wasn't a bad movie. Uh, it just, I just, it un- kind of underwhelmed me for seeing the trailers and yeah. everything like that. It just didn't. No, there was nothing that hooked me mm-hmm. with this movie. All the movies in my top ten hooked me in one way or another. This movie never did. 
and there were some really gorgeous shots, like you mentioned. The acting was really good. Claire Foy, I still think, probably deserves a nomination. I don't think Ryan Gosling does. But it just, at the end of the day, when it, when I walked out of that theater, I just kind of thought, oh, that was a movie, and that was about it. So I, I it wasn't anything that I can high, highly regard at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree with Seth there. Um, it was, like, Cody, you said you like learning new things or whatever. It was really interesting to see the, the kind of bare-bones beginning of NASA and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just... I. I guess from the trailers and what people had said, maybe I was too hyped going into it. I wanted to really be wowed, and I I just wasn't. Yeah, and I totally get that. I would say if if either of you find yourself seeing this again, then change your your angle on it. Uh, like Jared mentioned a second ago, from the actual story itself, but like to the filmmaking part of it, because I think they do a lot of shit that's super impressive here with the score and. Uh, the way they work the camera and the way they make you believe that he's in fucking space, which I don't know if you know this, they didn't go to space to shoot this stuff. Um, (laughs) And they did, I think they did pretty minimal. We've never been to space, so. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that what they do here cinematically is pretty awesome. And I think they did it with pretty minor CG. Um, So if, if you find yourself watching it again, I think you might enjoy it more if you, if you're looking at the the whole film um, and how it was made. Um, I think that might help for some folks because I think I it think, was a pretty impressive I, job. I like Chazelle. Um, I, I like Chazelle for best director. I don't think he'll get nominated, but I, I like what he did here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only angle that I'll be watching this from is uh, from sitting up to, to laying down because I'll be taking a nap through it. Oh, so. okay, all right. But um, <laughs> all right. My number seven Show is dogs. the the can't. <laughs> it is one of the cans that was kicked from earlier, and that's searching. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, searching um, was one I had a lot of hype for. Actually, uh, it was it premiered at South by Southwest in like March or April or something like that, and had gotten a ton of love. Um, hearing about it was really interesting. I kind of the the what I heard from it was going to be more of like a horror movie or th- like a kind of more of a thriller, scary, but ended up being like a more of a thriller drama because it it had some real heart to it. So of course it's the John Cho. Uh, laptop movie with uh, his daughter is missing all takes place through like a laptop or screen of some kind um kind of like that unfriended movie but better um, a lot better yeah well hey now i think it's apples to oranges you can't say that it was better it's just <laughs> hey, different. it's uh it's apples to tuna fish here <laughs> i don't even know what the fuck that is <laughs> no so it it's i mean it's it's from the from beginning to end, it's a really intense mystery. I mean, there's there's so much that unfolds throughout this movie. So many little clues. It's one that I actually do want to go back and watch to see um, a lot of the clues that are hidden throughout the movie that kind of tell you where where it's at and a lot of little Easter eggs and stuff like that. But it was just really gripping from the from beginning to end. Um, a movie that really had me guessing. I, I I can often pick out things pretty quickly, and this one had me guessing until the end. Really emotional at the end too, which was awesome um, with it with the him and his daughter and all that stuff and um yeah just i really enjoyed it it was one kind of like a quiet place maybe a little less intense but it's one of those when i left i just like had an exhale and i was like oh man that was that was kind of a ride to go through so uh loved i love searching a lot it was a good movie yeah i uh i i totally agree with that it's um this was a movie that i man there was so much marketing for it so i was just like okay i get it this is this laptop movie but like Going into it, I love a good mystery, a good thriller, and the first 10, 15 minutes, this movie really hooks you if you're into that. And it's just, it, the story is told through such a way that 
you know, the first five minutes, it's, there's no really words. It's just pictures, um, video, uh, operating systems, dates on calendars. And that is that just through those few little things, it was such an emotional kind of story to be like, okay, this is where these characters are go. I think that this movie really surprised me. I, I, Seth had seen it, so I had had it recommended to me first. But like, I remember going and I got a, a pop and a popcorn and the movie ended and I, I shit you not, I had not touched any of it because I was <laughs> so into, I had a full fucking box of popcorn at the you, end of this movie. You know it's a good movie when that happens. Yeah, it was nuts. And I was literally like on the edge of my seat by the end of it. And I'm like exhaling and like exclaiming out loud when stuff happens in this um, it, it, this had one of the, I, I should have had this on my list, uh, to be honest, but, um, this one had me like, you know, when a movie just owns you and you're, you're going with it no matter what. Um, this one had that on me and, uh, I cried a lot this year, but, uh, uh not many times that I cry more than, than during this movie. I think the opening, the 10, the first 10 minutes that Jared, you were talking about, yeah. um, I think it's right up there with up in terms of opening tear jerking, um, kind of scenes, uh, to start the movie. So uh, I loved this. I, I would have, if I had thought longer, I would have put this in my top 10. So I'm glad you have it. What do you have in it? Is this seven or six? Um, seven. I, I think it fully deserves to be right there. It's odd to think that you get emotional about someone getting a new computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a calendar invite. Yeah. Like you're watching someone fuck it with their Google calendar. Yeah, and crying it's over so it. weird. But like, I, I really hope to see kind of more done in this weird, I don't know what you call it, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if they have a first person. Is it first person? I don't know. This this kinda. weird kind of genre that they're working with. Yeah, it's almost as if you're watching it all. Like you're you're the person yeah, controlling yeah. the computer and stuff. But yeah, and they just I don't know. they do so much. Like you know when you hold out your hand to have someone high five you and then you pull it away when they swing at you. Yeah, they do like a few of those things. Where each time you think you know what's going on, oh, they're like, yeah, Whoop, yeah. no, you fucking don't. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I, I really actually do want to watch this one again. I had forgotten all about this movie. Um, but it's, it's amazeballs. I love it. Gotta love them balls. <laughs> Especially when they're the maze variety. Yeah. Nice. All right, am I up? Yeah. All right, uh, Number seven. Okay, who punted last time? Because I feel I like Cody will probably punt this one. Probably. What do you got? Mission Kick the can. Fallout. I'm gonna kick this can into the next fucking dimension. <laughs> don't even, don't even, don't even open that, your mouth again to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, don't, that's kind of what I thought. Don't worry, you can kick it as far as you want. Ethan Hunt will go fucking get it for you. You're goddamn right, he will. We'll talk about that one later, folks. Um, but yeah, now we got to move on. Seth, what's what number are we on? Number six. Number six is another one that I am certainly the to- the highest on because I have heard both of your reviews of it, and it's Vice. And Ooh. so I. I love The Big Short. That was that was probably my favorite movie of that year. I'm pretty certain I have a text in my phone that says, this movie is my favorite of the year. <laughs> did I say my favorite? Yeah. Did I say, are you sure I didn't say one of my favorite? No, I think you said, I think this is my favorite of the year. Okay. So you said think. So I'll give you a little leeway there. But I you've done this. You did this last year after the, I, I almost pointed this out, but I was like, no, I'll wait and see what he has for his number one. <laughs> well... I'm a I'm an emotional guy, Seth, and I occasionally hyperbolize. <laughs> yeah, no, you're definitely right about that. Because you know what is, I I remembered having that conversation with you, and then I um I said it might be my favorite of the year, and so um I That's six <laughs> yeah I went to I went to do my list, and I was like okay I I put Vice at the top. I had like Vice and two other movies, and I was like these got to be my top three, 
And then I started to think, okay, what about this one, this one, this one? And like searching is another one that I was, I just like forgot were in here. Um, mm-hmm. I need to keep a better list of them. Cause I think if I had kept a list, um, I would have mm-hmm. known coming out that it wasn't my top one, but between, and I'm sure your list is like this too, between six and one, there's not a huge difference in how much you enjoyed them. Right. Like you're talking about the top, uh, the top, what, 5% of all movies that you saw this year. Um, my top four are very close. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like segments. Sure. For me. Yeah. No, I d- <laughs> You make a fair point. Uh, I do tend to, uh, hyperbolize. You'll notice some recency bias in, in, uh, in my, yeah. my, uh, list on the whole, but no, I, I stand by it. It is still one of my favorites of the year. You're, I always you're basically that, like Twitter. Everyone that comes out of a movie, oh, fucking best movie this year. Next week, fucking best movie this year. Next week, fucking best movie this year. <laughs> exactly. That's how That's how I always am right when I come out of a movie. And there's like one, two, three, four. There are four movies left on my list that I know I have said at one point or another are the best of the year. Um, <laughs> so, which... I contend is an okay thing because there can be, you can have seen one best of the year and then another. Um, but it's, it's yeah, I'm, I, and it's like I said movie- to Seth, I'm an emotional guy and I respond emotionally when I like things and I stand by that. But now having, ha- having had more time to think about it, vice isn't maybe my number one, but, um, I do think it was great. I loved it. So with vice, um, just like you said, the, 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 the humor carrying over from big short was the biggest thing to me. And the, um, you know the sort of uh, the sort of uh, cut-ins and and pop culturey jokes, and I, I that's funny and I like it. But also, it keeps a boring subject fresh and exciting along the way, and I, I think it allows it to be more accessible. Um, and I don't have a problem understanding government and politics, but like it it makes it more fun, right? It's like watching The Daily Show or something like that. It's like you can learn mm-hmm. shit and have fun doing it. And this is a perfect example of that. I thought Christian Bale is amazing and should be one of the top couple for. Uh, best actor and it sounds like he is and i love i love mckay's direction in this because it's it's a hard thing to like can you imagine writing this movie and being like okay and here's where we're gonna have a galactus cutaway you know what i mean like like yeah i totally agree it's almost like they wrote the script and then we're like "Eh, put that there put that there put that there yeah exactly and it's and the way that they it's very frenetic and quick and i was never bored there's it it slows down at a couple points but I, i never really was bored um, and, uh, even like Rockwell as Bush was fantastic. Uh, Amy mm-hmm. Adams is mm-hmm. incredible as always in this. So even if you're just looking at the performances, that's great. But I like on the whole, just love the way that this is put together. And I hope that he continues to do more stuff like it. Cause I think when you ask like, Cody, what did you love about the movie? It's just the movie as a whole, like the entire product I love. I'm not, I can't pick up, pick up. These are the five things I loved, but like the whole thing as an entire unit, I just loved from, from front to back. So, um, that's why it's my six. I, I I started with it much higher on my list, but as I thought about it, there are others I liked more. But I just want to see. I, I want everyone to see it and vote for it and for it to win, so that they make more stuff like it. Mm-hmm. I totally appreciate. Like it took uh, it took Adam McKay's humor from The Big Short, turned it up, and just man, every, like this is maybe one of the funniest movies this year. And there's that's not what they were going for, right? Um, like when they cut to the credits two thirds of the way, oh, or they rolling. had that just bizarre Shakespearean like uh, conversation in bed. <laughs> like I was dying in my seat. No one else was laughing, but I was like, "This is hilarious." No one else gets it. Like he's poking fun at the situation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There were so many times where I was sitting in my chair, just shaking my head, like that's fucking genius to do mm-hmm. it this way. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with a lot of what both of you have said. It, I think, and I, and you, I talked about it with, with the review that we did what last week or the week before. Um, I, I had, you know, saw this before with a big short, and so it's, it just hadn't, it didn't, again, hook me, uh, like, like, like the big short even did because I'd seen it. Um, performances were great, very funny, um, very inventive with some of the stuff, but I mean, it, it just didn't, didn't grab me. Um, um, number six is one I saw. I think this is I saw like an again like April or May uh, at the at the art house theater uh, to be first reformed. Um, this one is at number number one for quite a while, and uh, it was a just very interesting movie. So for those who don't remember, it's uh, the Ethan Hawke movie where he plays uh, a preacher, priest, or whatever at a church called First Reformed in New York. Um, he's presented with some ideas that change his mind about the church in terms of like global warming and and bringing children in, into the world and stuff like that. Very much an artsy movie. Um, a lot of really interesting and weird shots throughout the movie. The ending is one that definitely does not have a uh, wrapped up ending uh, or like a you know one that you know gives you a nice like here you go. It's it's one you have to think about a lot. It's one I saw watched like three or four videos after because I, I wanted to kind of get some better ideas. But no, it was uh, Ethan Hawke delivers an amazing performance throughout the movie. Um, it's it's one that he's getting a lot of recognition for uh, in terms of like a lot of different critics awards throughout the country. New York and L.A. have been recognizing him for it. I don't know if he'll get an Oscar nod for the acting performance. The movie as a whole, I don't think will, um, nor the the screenplay. But very interesting uh, movie as on a whole. Not for everyone though, just because it is very um, thought provoking and, and weird and. Um, you know, artsy. So, but I loved it. It, it had me thinking the entire car ride home and, and, uh, even after that for a couple of days. So first reform. Yeah, this is a, this is one that I unfortunately haven't seen. I know you had mentioned to him multiple times to me that, uh, I need to check it out or I'd have some thoughts on the ending and I just, I just never got to it. Um, uh, someone's going to have to kick the can again. Um, Avengers infinity war. That was mine from earlier. That was my number. Oh wait, did eight. I kick it? Yeah, we kicked yeah, it. You kicked I don't it. remember. Now you, can, now you can pick it up. Oh, I'm picking that can up. Yeah, Avengers: Infinity War. Like this. Oh man, it was just. I this is a one of the movies that I've definitely rewatched multiple times, and it's just yep. it. It doesn't. It it's unbelievable. If you were to tell yourself ten years ago that hey, there's going to be twenty movies the add up to one single movie it like that's unreal and it's all going to be cohesive it's going to work the villain's going to be the person that you're on the side with um all of these heroes come back uh, unlikely heroes like thor and Ra- rocket raccoon get together like it's it's an event film I I mean we all went to it together mm-hmm. of course and it, and just I remember us all three standing up and just like not saying anything <laughs> because it was just like what the hell just yeah, happened? Yeah, and we talked Literally for like an that. hour afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a real bitch of a video to edit. Um, <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> I I definitely enjoyed Infinity War. I had it just outside my top 10. And I think a part of this, and I, I've mentioned this a couple times before, is the whole rewatch thing. I, I've watched it, I think, twice since the theater. 
and have enjoyed it less each time because I mean, it's fantastic and I love it, but there are holes in it and there are things to pick at. And I tend to do that upon rewatch. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's become, I think that's why it's slid outside my top 10, but like walking out of the theater, uh, I think in our, in our midway through the year, right after we saw infinity war ranked at number one, which I guess shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because apparently that's what I do. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I, for me, the reason it's not in my top 10 is because I've, I've, read enough I've read so much about it now and seen it a few times and it's got its it, you know it's got its nitpicks or whatever um so I think I've just thought too much about it but like walking out of the theater absolutely everything you say is is perfectly right it they nailed it and it was an impossible task but they really did crush it and uh I think it'll only be surpassed hopefully by this end game when that comes out so we'll see I just thought with with the uh, Infinity War it blended the seriousness of like the ending with the comedy throughout. There's a lot of serious moments throughout the movie, but the ending, especially just even though it could have felt like three or four different movies, it felt like all one cohesive thing to me. Um, I loved all the different groupings and the, the interactions throughout. Um, The action was really cool. I got the definitely got the, I saw it I think three times in theaters and every time I got like goosebumps when, uh, when uh, Thor and rocket and Groot, come down when the when the song plays oh fuck yeah i remember yelling fuck Um, yeah when that happened (laughs) (laughs) okay would that part i know that there's been debate but would that part have been better if they would have played the immigrant song no i like the the avengers song like every time i hear that song i get you get hard instantly get i think it would have been as good i I masturbate (laughs) jesus christ i was sitting next to you weird ass ew now, Immigrant Song would have been just as good. Because I think they play, don't they play Immigrant Song when he gets all lightninged up in Ragnarok? And I was fired up. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Number five. I bet I'm the highest on Black Klansman. Yeah, it's not on my yeah. list. Yep. I missed uh, it. I love Black Klansman. I think, um, did you see it, Jared? No, that was one that, I, it was just a packed weekend. I tried to go out to the theater, but like if you miss a weekend, it's hard to come back. Yeah, I heard it no today. doubt. I, I, it's one that I definitely want to check out. It is fantastic. I loved it. And it's, um, other than the obvious bias that I have for black led movies, as you can tell by the entire second half of my list. Um, (laughs) but, uh, no, I think that it was a really, I don't know if it's the best Spike Lee movie because I haven't seen them all, but I think it's, it's very, it's very obviously a Spike Lee joint. Like you watch this movie and it has all the Spike Lee isms in it. I've always really enjoyed Spike Lee. Um, I think John David Washington and uh, Adam Driver are incredible in this. Topher Grace is totally playing against type and he's awesome in this. It's funny when it needs to be. It's very serious when it needs to be. Um, I think if you if you said like what movie Cody this year did you laugh the hardest and cry the hardest during in the same movie? It's Black Klansman. I think they give shit to you that's like kind of raw. Right. And, and allow you to interpret it. There are moments where they're heavy handed and tell you how to interpret things, but they, they kind of give you just raw shit, uh, and, and let you make your own interpretations about it. Um, now spoiler alert, the, um, interpretation is that the KKK is bad. Um, but to, to take a movie that is about this serious, a subject matter in 2018 and still have humor in it, I think is a huge uh, accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And so I think just the the way that they put this all together was great because they give you, they give you the story of one guy and what he does, but it feels like it's every, it feels like it's, they tell you the story of guy versus local KKK, but it feels like you're seeing the story of black man versus racism. And they, they make a good sort of, um, analogy 
between those two uh, that I really felt. And it's just, I don't know, it's just really well done and, and made a good point, I think. And even just in and of itself, like remove the cultural significance out of it, I think it's just a well put together movie. I thought it was shot well, uh, acted well. I think I really love the writing. I've always liked Spike Lee's writing. Um, so it, it kind of just checked all of my boxes. And I remember leaving being just like, that was fucking dope. I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's uh, what is that, five? That's five for me. And that's one that I'll go back to a, a lot of times in the future, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I did really enjoy it. It's it's like you said, a very well done movie. Some really good performances all around. Uh, even from Topher Grace, which is weird to see because uh, anytime I see him, other than that Sunday <laughs> show, it's hard for me not to see yeah. Eric Eric Foreman. Yeah. But uh, no, he it, it was uh, very like I said, very, very well acted, funny, dramatic. Uh, told had some really good points throughout. I just yeah, for for whatever reason, this one. I mean, I walked out being like, yeah, that was really good. But then I kind of just forgot about it, you know, and and. Um, it, it's not one that is, you know, when I, when I look back at the year, I, you know, when I think that I had a, you know, a, a really profound experience at, it was just kind of, you know, was a great movie and, you know, I saw it, but I didn't, for me, it didn't invoke a ton of emotion, mm-hmm. you know, but no, really good, really good movie. Do you, Seth, what are you hearing? Is this uh, still, I've heard nomination buzz. Is it still, uh, maybe an Oscar contender? Yeah, I'm hearing it. It's a, it's a pretty good shot for best picture, um, John David Washington has a good shot. Maybe Adam Driver, and that's probably about it. But um, th- that's kind of what I'm hearing right now. I would agree. I think I think, um, I would love it as a Best Picture nomination. I don't think it's a winner. I would love Adam Driver for Best Supporting. I think he's great in this. And a lot of times he's carrying this movie. So it's, I think, a little precarious mm-hmm. to even call him a supporting actor in this. And I love J.D. Washington, too. I think he's, he's going to be big shit in the future. So, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that it'll get some nominations. I, I, I think movies are better when Spike Lee is, is around. You know, it's kind of like uh, if the Lakers are good, basketball's better. Um, so I, I just I'm happy that he's kind of back on the forefront. So good stuff. Yeah, Jared, you got to see Black Klansman. It's dope. Yeah, I know that that there's uh, there's probably five movies I need to see that are definitely uh, either awards contention or definitely in top ten. My so uh, number five. I don't know. You mentioned uh, your the rest of your movies are black lead films, and this might be uh, one on there. Um, so I might be kicking the can. Um, I don't know though. Creed two. Uh, this missed out. Yep, I did. I had this just outside. Uh, this almost made okay. my tenth spot. Uh, but I knew you'd have what, it. What about so you, Jared? This uh, this unfortunately missed my list. Okay, that's what I figured. But um, this one was one that I was. It was my second most hyped movie behind Infinity War, and uh, this delivered immensely for me. I Rocky is my franchise. Rocky is like Cody's like spider-man or star wars that's better comparison star it's that's like cody star wars um i rocky is is my shit that's what i get down for the that's that's what i look forward to the most and um so the trailer came out for this and i was like okay 100 percent in and i i was so excited to see this movie and yeah like i said it delivered um it didn't make the the drago stuff too cheesy um like like uh, I was a little worried about, I wouldn't have cared either way. I would have loved the movie, but <laughs> it wasn't cheesy. Um, it delivered at the end with um, bringing back some of the characters. Uh, the music was great. The fights were awesome. Um, a ton of allusions to some of the other parts of the Rocky franchise. Um, I just a hundred million percent love this movie. I walked out with such a just hyped feeling and, and 
God, I loved it. It was it was so fun. But yeah, Creed Two is is uh, one that I wanted to put higher, but I just some of these other ones I liked a little bit more. So um, very very happy I didn't I didn't uh, get disappointed by this one. So two things here. One, it's I love I love this. This is why I love talking about stuff like this because I don't know about you, Jared. I can hear Seth smiling when he talks about this movie, <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking love it. I can't it. wait to watch it again. It makes me so happy. And the other thing is, I this is one of my favorite opening uh to your videos jared <laughs> when you don't you oh, get the dude, shit punched at you this is of this one of my favorites <laughs> what did know. you think I, of creed i uh i i thoroughly enjoyed this one i actually watched the first creed like the night before because i still hadn't seen it i know don't at me um but <laughs> at jared buckendall <laughs> This, this, like, I really enjoyed that dynamic that the the Dragos had. I thought that that would be really cheesy and kind of, like, build up. But, like, the, just kind of the emotion of, like, hey, we got kicked out of where we were because I lost, like, your whole life. I'm training you to get to here, this, that. Like, that was a very, the, surprisingly, I really enjoyed that part of the movie. But, yeah, the fight scenes were choreographed very well, um... I don't, I don't know. It just, I mean, there was a lot of movies this year. It just like, this is a good film. Um, mm-hmm. Seth, were you, are you a big fan of the original Rockies? Is that why? Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. That might I, be why. Rocky, like, like, like with Cody, the Rocky is, is my, my, my shit. Like that's, I, I've watched those movies, even Rocky five, which is awful. I've watched those all multiple times. Um, Creed, I was so pumped for the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, walking out of the theater that I still remember my reaction to when, um, he like wakes up mm. when he's he gets knocked down and then he wakes up and he's like <gasps> and the song the Rocky song's playing. Oh, I oh, got chills. So <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is one of my favorite shots ever. It's fucking I yeah. think they've nailed the the Creed one and two. I don't know that they should do another one or if they will. Um, but mm-hmm. I think they've totally nailed these, especially the fight choreography, which if you go back and watch Rocky one, that is garbage fight choreography. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah. here they really crush it. Um, and I love Rocky, don't get me wrong. Um, but, um, here they really crush it and they update the story. And I agree with you, Jared. I think that the Drago stuff worked in a way. I remember when this was first announced, we laughed about it on the podcast. When, oh, when yeah. Seth told me that he was fighting Drago's son, I laughed hysterically. I was like, I'm not fucking seeing this movie. And <laughs> they gave it a levity that was really cool because I think this movie ends up being less about boxing and more about fathers and sons and just how to, mm-hmm. you know, what it means to be a man. It's a way deeper movie than it ever deserved to be. Mm-hmm. And it just it does the thing a boxing movie should do, which is make you want to punch someone in the face when you leave. And it's, it nailed everything. Okay. I loved it. I, I left it out of my top 10 mainly because I knew you would have it on yours. Um, but I, I did love yeah. it. I was psyched when I came out. It fulfilled everything I wanted. I love it. Isn't it? It's nice when you get a, a movie added on to a long established franchise and it's just universally good and no one argues about it. That must be nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so strange because what is there seven now eight that was the eighth rocky oh yeah because i've eight oh are you sure it wasn't nine (laughs) (laughs) number five this might be a punt i'm not or a kick the can um my number five is the favorite nope Nope. didn't make mine cody nothing Oof. okay i guess i'm doing this by myself here i saw this that's (laughs) (laughs) that's why they call me handsome (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I don't know. I just it might have been the fact that everyone's kind of saying that this is a really good like this is top movie of the year. But I went into this and I didn't really know what to expect. But like, I I have a feeling I'm a sucker for period pieces because I just adored this film. Gross. Like, oh, gross, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I was like, I don't want to derail him. I'm surprised Suspiria didn't land there for me. Uh, Oh, man, I got nothing. Okay, pass. Next. (laughs) Number fours. Jared's done talking about his periods. No, but, like, the the top, the the three actresses that really led this film, like Olivia Colman, Rachel Wise, Emma Stone, this weird game of uh, dark comedy mixed with, like, deception and... I don't know, like, the costuming, like, I have no idea why, but, like, I busted out laughing when they had the duck races. Like, for some <laughs> reason, I love seeing ducks. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I have no idea why. I love seeing ducks. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was, like, slow motion, like, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> Just throw some ducks in a movie. Jared's going to love it. (laughs) Oh, shit. I don't know. I just... This... It it took this... uh, It took a turn that I did not see. And just, you know, each person had their own personal agenda. And they were playing each other. And then, like, that last shot... Because both of you guys have seen it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that last shot was just, like... Uh, it was just it just was so <laughs> almost like gross and just it, it felt like everyone got to where they wanted to be but didn't get to where they wanted to be at all i don't know it was it was i mean uh from because he, it's the same dude that did the lobster and uh killing of a sacred deer so this this mm-hmm. dude has ambiguous endings the, the things that don't mm-hmm. really you you got to look into it and um i don't know i just it, this kind of connected with me on a weird level Plus, like the uh, for some reason, just the the weird fisheye lens, the 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 the, the yeah. decor of the the palace and the costuming, like the wigs that the dudes were wearing, it was so bizarre and weird. Like it, at times, I was like, these dudes are just playing dress up, but like it worked for me. Yeah, this was one that um, um, I I wanted to like more than I ended up liking, uh, and I did appreciate it. There were just um, I don't know what it was that that caused me to not like it quite as much um but i will say that the stuff between the two of them between rachel weiss and emma stone i think was where it was best and when they got away with that i enjoyed it less um but those two i think were excellent playing off of one another so that's what i really dug about it yeah i i think i i think i'm in, i'm in between you guys in terms of the enjoyment um i it's in my top 20 ish or so yeah, I mean, I thought the the dynam- dynamic between all three was was really good. I I, I did enjoy the Olivia Col- Olivia Coleman stuff a little bit more, I think, than you did, Cody. But um, yeah, it just it very interesting, very different. Um, I did enjoy. I, that was kind of rough because I saw two like English period pieces that week, that and Mary Queen of Scots. Which are so it's basically kinda, the same movie from what it looks like. Ish, yeah. I mean, Mary Queen of Scots is much more played straight forward, like actual historical drama is that a sequel to alice in wonderland (laughs) yeah (laughs) god (laughs) it's a prequel it's before that woman's head my bad my bad oh gross (laughs) you just made me think of uh uh 
Oh, why can't I think of her name? Fight Club girl. Uh, Mar- Margot Robbie. Oh. Um, her she like she looks exactly like that from from uh, Alice in Wonderland. So that's a that's a good comparison. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, it just it, I don't know. It just quite like it 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 definitely had like the thinking part to it, you know, with with the ending and everything. But good performances. But there was just something maybe just a little missing for me to put it in the top mm-hmm. 10 um i do have to say though i had one of my favorite parts from your reviews in the year in the year with when you when you mixed Dude, uh, that was awesome <laughs> bruno mars <laughs> with the dancing <laughs> the whole time once i saw that dancing i was like i gotta do something and i was like please be in the trailer please be in the trailer and it was so then i was like okay what song can i put to it and believe me i spent way too much time just finding a song to put to it <sighs> That was the perfect song, <laughs> especially when you like skipped it. Like, <laughs> no, I yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, it didn't just didn't quite didn't quite hit me. I don't know. I'm sorry for the way you feel. Number four. So this was number one on my list for a long time, and I think I liked it more than anybody else here, at least. But uh, my number four was American Animals, and oh, mm, yeah, I forgot gosh. about that. I, the more on it, so I walked out of this movie and I was like, that was dope. And then the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I fucking love that movie. And it's this interesting mix of documentary slash like dramatization along with like a drama slash comedy type movie. And I think I expected funnier, but the drama I got in here was fantastic. And the way they tied in the actual people doing interviews in this while the actors are doing their thing and the way those two things interacted, like there's a scene where a guy is saying, there's a guy in a red hat, and then he goes, oh, no, wait, I think the hat was blue. And then in the shot, the hat changes from red to blue. And that's just like wow. such a smart little thing to do. And I was like, that is so fucking cool. And the acting in this was great. I love the story. And it had this like this theme of like, don't you, th- don't you, don't you think you're supposed to be doing more than this? Something more dramatic or exciting with your life. And I think that's something everyone can relate to. And that's the thing that landed me with me when I walked out of this movie was like, fuck, I totally get why those guys would do this. Like, I can't even fault them for trying it because everyone wants to do something exciting. And then there's the whole drama of like, who's telling the truth and who's not. And just so much of this movie has stuck with me since then. And I haven't even watched it again, but I think about it all the time. And it's one that it, that I think I'll end up going back to in time, but uh, I loved it. I think that um, I'm blanking on the main character's name. Um, he played uh, Quicksilver. Evan Peters is his name. I think he's great in this as that kind of manic uh, sort of lead dog guy. I think he does a great job, but really all the actors are, are awesome in this. There's a char- there's an actor in this who, Blake Jenner is his name, um, and he was in, mm-hmm. he's been in a couple things lately, um, he was great in this. I really liked he had a couple of really good scenes. But it, the plot of this and the theme and then the way they went about it, all of that just kind of intersected at perfection for me. And I just loved this one. This one, I think, if you ask me in five years, could be my favorite movie from this year. Um, and my four to one are all so fucking close to each other. But this, I loved American Animals. And I don't ever hear anybody talking about it and it bums me out. So I wanted to make sure and include it. There's Okay, the reason I don't think I did was because of the whole stink on MoviePass. They were behind this. Mm-hmm. They fucking yeah. advertise this so much, and I skipped out on it. But the thing is, I told Cody everything you just said. I've seen on Twitter within the last three weeks that this movie is a one that everyone needs to see. This needs some sort of recognition, but it just got personally for me. It just got a stink on it because of Movie Pass. 
you know? Yeah, that's exactly and, it. And it's, and the it's thing way, is like, I can tell you, I haven't even seen Gotti. It's better than Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we can make a movie. This podcast is better than Gotti. Come on. <laughs> that's but, literally the highest praise we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's just... I, I remember, I feel like I remember talking with you guys about our, like, most anticipated of 2009 or 2018 or something like this. Somehow this movie came up, and we talked about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, it sounds good. Like, I think it was based on something, this, that, blah, 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 but the movie pass got on it, and it just, to me, it just, it was like, don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I know, Seth, I know you liked it, too. You might not be as high as I on it. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's uh, it was yeah. I mean, all the things you said, I definitely agree with. Um, it, uh, I still, uh, I still feel like I need to watch it because we missed like the first five minutes because someone decided to get to the theater uh, ten minutes later hey, than the start. It's time, not my but, fault. They went against um, the normal protocol for showing movies twenty minutes after their showtime. That's that's on them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it it had. I mean, it had all the things you mentioned. A uh, really good. Um, really interesting plot device throughout with the the interviews of the documentary um and then with yeah like translating to the screen i yeah you mentioned with the the changing of the colors with the the hats and the coats and all that stuff that uh that's something that still sticks with me is is like a really interesting and cool uh device that i didn't really see uh haven't seen uh really ever and and really much in film i maybe there's one other thing i saw this year that kind of used that but american annals was definitely the first one and uh yeah, great performances all around, even from Blake Jenner, who hasn't really shown much of an uh, acting chop in the past. Um, uh, yeah, it just re- really interesting film. It had Anne Dowd in it, too, from Handmaid's Tale, and she kind of got her comeuppance in this movie, even though she's kind of a good guy. I-, I was still happy to see her get her comeuppance, so that was fun. <laughs> she is great. She is great in her little part. Um, well, no, uh, yeah, I-, I completely get why you have it uh, as high as you do. Just not not one that um, I, you know... It- probably gonna ever rewatch maybe i'll rewatch it someday but it's not like something i'm i'm dying to see again um probably in my top 30 or so but not not something i have right on you know as a as a high pick yeah, yeah. jared you got to see this one just, gonna, i just, think i think you'll like it yeah just the fact that like the little aspect that you just said about the whole like oh the hat was green the hat was blue like that that right there has my intrigue Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they do they do that with a few things, um, and that's the easiest example to describe without context. But they do it yeah. a few times, and each time I remember being in the theater and being like, "That's so fucking smart!" Like just a small little thing like that, from like a film, a wider filmmaking standpoint. But then even within the movie, everything is is great. I I can't even think of a bad thing to say about it. It was I was so in it all the way, and when it was done, I was pissed that it was over. <laughs> you know, I think one reason why maybe I didn't have it as high. Um, it came out, we saw it around the same time that uh, Wormwood show on, I think it's called Wormwood, on Netflix, where it did the kind of a similar thing where it was documentary and movie. Oh, sure. Or, and, like, acting. And so, like, maybe maybe that's why, like, I, I had seen that just at the same time, and, and so I was kind of maybe a little exhausted on it. Um, but, yeah, it, it was cool seeing how they how they did that all, mix it up together. So, so my number four might maybe be a little punt, for, uh, maybe on Jared's Take side. Yeah. Can't kick the can of stars born. Kick that can. Kick the can. That's what I kind of thought. Kicking it. Stars born. All right, we'll wait. All right. Uh, I feel like Cody's gonna kick this can. A Spider Man. Uh, yep, we're kicking it. All right, we're kicking it. <laughs> Number three. A Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll swing the cranes over for you. <laughs> 
You messed with one of us. Spider-Man. You messed with, all, with of all of us. <laughs> I was playing Spider-Man last night, and I actually swung from a crane, and I had to stop myself from saying that. Dude, I li- every time I saw a crane, I swung from it, and I said it. So yes. you don't have to be ashamed. Yes. Seth. Well, when I'm sitting, well, I guess you're at home alone when you play it too. Yep. So. <laughs> I guess, yeah, my roommate Matt was here, so he would he would probably hear that hear me say that so dude um <laughs> this movie seth got me to admit is my favorite spider-man movie so far which if you know me at all is just about the highest praise i can give to a movie i think that what they did here is something that anyone from five years old to 60 can enjoy it had miles morales in it so you know i was gonna like it they incorporated every bit of super important spidey canon i guess they had all the right villains they had all the right stories, all the right side characters. Um, you have the the noir Spider-Man is fucking perfect with Nick Cage. <laughs> and Spider-Ham is such a highlight. Um, they have hands down the best Stan Lee cameo that made me cry like a little bitch. It, everything from top to bottom of this was was like totally perfect in this. Like I walked out of this movie and was like, that was fucking awesome. Like two thirds of the way and I was like, this is the best movie. <laughs> and I guess I'm learning tonight that this is that's not rare for me to do. But there was a moment in the movie where I was like, this is fucking incredible. And you don't get that very often. Um, and it's just everything I wanted and more. And, and I'm sure you guys have more nice things to say, so I don't want to take it all. I uh, I thought this would actually be your number one. Yeah. Um, it was close. I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised that it that uh, it's your your favorite Spider-Man movie because I made you admit that and it's my favorite Spider-Man movie and it's one that I had I had trouble not putting higher but yeah it was just such a fun movie and made fun of Spider-Man 3 which made me really happy two minutes in <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it just it had it had absolutely everything you could want out of a Spider-Man movie uh the animation was really cool I enjoyed it some other people didn't quite enjoy it but I I love the animation out of it um it it had heart it had dramatic moments it had uh, really cool action, different takes on heroes. It had the Spider-Man PS4 suit in it, which was cool. Um, it just had so much. It's like so many little things. I'm I'm still hearing things I didn't notice the first time. Like the, uh, the apparently there's an episode of Community where Donald Glover is dressed up as Spider-Man playing in the corner somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's it just, uh, oh, it's on the TV of I don't know. I read this and it was like the TV of when he's in his room or something yeah it's donald glover mm-hmm. as spider-man mm-hmm. that's awesome just so much cool stuff yeah i loved it yeah I, I i agree with pretty much everything that you guys are saying like i will say that maybe 95 percent of the animation is perfect uh for me about five percent was a little uh wonky jarring maybe um and i think that that's what some people are coming out of saying that oh why was it so shaky or weird and it's like well they that's that's the animation like this is new animation that's what they went for um Mm -hmm. and it and it really worked i thought it was a very unique style um but no i agree with seth you kind of touched on it with the what role i wouldn't say role reversal but like like green goblin was an actual green goblin uh (laughs) right doc ock that switch was awesome um just the the villains the characters they they took a switch or a little bit they took it and turned it a little bit and it was it felt fresh it made everything new like you know how many times have we seen spider-man like this that blah blah blah, uncle ben and just everything in this was you know new Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and they give you they give you all the spider stuff that you're supposed to get they even they have a really cool twist on the great power quote 
and which I thought was perfect for the characters involved. Um, it's if you made a list, if I'm if I as a Spidey fan made a list of things I want to see in a Spider-Man movie, this has fucking all of those, and then more that I wouldn't mm-hmm. have thought to put on my list. Like, it was just amazing. And for add on to that the fact that I think this is some of the best handling of a minority lead in a movie that I've seen in a long time because. Miles is half black and half uh, Hispanic and he speaks Spanish and English and the way they weave that in without making it a big fucking deal, right? Without making it definitely his fucking cumpleaños or someone's, you know, fucking quinceanera. <laughs> like they didn't, they didn't need to slam home his Hispanic heritage. They just, it just is, you know? And uh, I thought that was a really cool, uh, a really cool, they, they just, they, everything about this that they could have fucked up, I think they nailed uh, mm-hmm. the, the concern I have about this has nothing to do with this movie, but there's already a sequel greenlit and I'm wondering how they can do this again, because I think so much of this is a, a flash thing, right? Like you can't, there's a lot of this you can't do a second time to the same reaction. And so I'd be really interested to see how they do a sequel here, but this movie are, is perfect. I, I, if I ranked things 10 to zero, it would be a 10, uh, as are the next couple movies on my list, of course, but, um, the fucking great like if we made a list of our top of our last five years it would be on that top 10 too yeah this is one i didn't even want to go see because like the at the end credits of venom like the far end credits i didn't stay for that like we didn't stay for that because i was like oh it's just spider spider verse i'm not gonna see the movie anyway i don't care and then i just kept hearing more and more good things about it i'm like well nothing else is coming out i better go see it and i was blown away by it this this was my nine from earlier Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's it it was awesome. I and I'm not a huge fan of animation to begin with. Like I'm not the animated guy. I don't see a lot of animated movies, but um, this was this is this deserves a ton of recognition and and was so much fun. For me, this is an obvious animated best picture for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think there's one there's one movie that I could see contending, and I don't know if it's on either of your list, so I'll leave it out. But we'll come back to. Um, but I think it, it at least is going to be one of two movies vying for that Oscar. All right. My number three is uh, Jared's can, that kick from earlier, the one that I kicked right up his ass. What was it? And that was uh, eighth grade. Oh, yeah, you kicked that shit up there. I want to... Right up your asshole. uh, Before you start, and I just banged into my fucking mic here, so that's the boom. Um, (laughs) Before you start, this is probably the one movie this year that I'm the most upset with myself for not having seen. Because I have heard screaming praise for six months about this, and I must go see it. So give me another couple reasons. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it yet, no. Oh, no. (laughs) You sound so distraught. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, eighth grade, so I don't know if I can live up to that now. Um, But uh, all I can say is, oh, no. (laughs) Um, Eighth grade, so yeah, the Bo Burnham written and directed uh, his feature film, which is insane to me. But, uh, I mean, I was going to see this anyway and probably like it because I'm a huge Bo Burnham fan, but it delivered... uh, immensely uh elsie fisher plays kayla the main girl uh she's the you know little girl who does youtube videos in middle school getting ready to go to high school and from from pretty much second one uh of the movie until the end when i left i was sucked into not only just her world but feeling like i was back in eighth grade again um this is one of those when i was in the theater this and actually the last three that i have here where i just was a hundred percent in that world and was enamored by everything that was going on um there's so many moments in this movie that just make you feel um either like awkward or sad or uncomfortable or i mean happy too and it it 
it just goes through that whole range of middle school and that feeling. It, it made me feel like I was going into high school again. And um, I'm not a, you know, the 13 year old girl, but <laughs> Bullshit. I, I uh, <laughs> prove it. Ne- and, and never was. But uh, yeah, there'll be pictures to prove that later on the SoCo show Twitter page. So look out for oh, those. Oh God, please don't. Um, <laughs> dick pics. But uh, yeah, it, it was, it, it, I felt for her, you know, that entire time. But then I also felt, you know, for myself in, the, in that same scenario, looking back and all that. And then there's some really heavy stuff with, like, uh, parents, like, especially her and her dad's relationship made me feel kind of like how I felt um, with, like, my, my mom's relationship when I was at that, at that age. And um, just, it's it's insane. I mean, no matter how old you are, um, what stage of your life you're at, you can relate to something in this movie um, just because you've been through some of those some of those scenarios. So I know this is one that you would have definitely loved and probably would have made your top 10 list, Cody. But yeah, um, amazing film, especially, again, amazing how it, it was Bo Burnham's first um, screenwriting and directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, uh, Seth, you pretty much took the words out of my review or my top 10 like. I'm not a girl in middle school, but I felt like that exact same, like I was in that, <laughs> that state again. And like, it's, it's endearing. It's funny. It's awkward. And honestly, there's some horrifying stuff in this that, you know, not everyone's going to deal with, but you might run into. And it's just, it's so, I don't know, like these smaller indie movies, just there's something about them that really hit on certain aspects of just, just life in general. I think the thing about these, and especially with this Bo Burnham, um, I would say a similar thing about Get Out from Jordan Peele. When it's a directorial debut, um, Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird is another example. It's such a personal story that that probably he's been thinking about for a long time before it was written. And Mm -hmm. so there is a lot of Bo Burnham in this. I know without even having seen it. Um, And... I think that that is a lot of the time what you get from indie movies because you're not, you don't get indie movies from Steven fucking Spielberg. Like you get indie movies from early on directors in their career or directors who have a passion project to do. And when you can see those passions actually fleshed out correctly in a movie like that, it it has a really great chance to connect. So when things like, uh, like this and first reformed, which sounds uh, like it's got a lot of kind of personal, thoughts in it at least or philosophies there's a a a movie that i suspect is in seth's top two that is a similar kind of movie um and i i think that that is what's so beautiful about indie movies and i know seth is a huge fan of them and i think that probably that's why is because these are passion projects for these filmmakers and they put so much of themselves in that and so when it's done well it, Mm -hmm. it stands a chance to be huge like this one has been so i this is this is probably the movie out of this year there's maybe three or four movies that I, I know I still need to watch and that this is this is this is definitely probably the, the one of the top couple. I think uh this one got kicked uh a star is born. Yeah, that was my four. Uh, that's well this is my number three. Cody, did you have Tell me something, girl? <laughs> Tell me something. Yeah, just every every single time I saw this trailer and Lady Gaga starts singing like i got chills and it's just like bradley cooper just embodies this person and his singing's really well and lady gaga and their chemistry and just i don't know just the 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 concert venues looked really great the the plot kind of plays i don't want to spoil anything but like the the eventual you know where it ends just all of this really it was it was surprising, I guess. 
Yeah, especially being um, Bradley Cooper's director, directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty insane that this movie turned out to be his debut with that. Like, so that's pretty awesome. Of um, the music, I mean, you st- I still hear "Shallow" on the radio oh, all the I time. Oh, I heard it earlier um, tonight. I, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see them perform it at the Oscars too. That'll be fun because you know they're gonna do that. It, yeah, just it, it. It's one that has still stuck with me. Um, certain scenes. Um, it's one I've walked by the theater. I've actually been wanting to go back and see this. It's still playing at one of the theaters here, and uh, every like I'll walk by the theater uh, that it's playing in, and I'll hear like one of the songs playing, and I just want to walk in and go watch it. The the performances are incredible. The the like you said the the like the the scenes like with the the concerts and all that. That end scene with that concert with Lady Gaga. Um, just so much now like Bradley Cooper for me is still like up there with like Christian Bale for uh, uh male lead of the year I'm not so um high on like Lady Gaga just because it felt like she was playing she did a really good job but she's playing herself mm-hmm. so you know she's been there before and all that stuff so she was able to pull from it which doesn't really discount a ton of what her, what she did she's probably deserving of a nomination maybe not a win for me but um there's just so much of this movie that that connected that like you said that trailer from the first time I saw that trailer I'm like I'm gonna love this movie, and it delivered. And and yeah, I I loved this movie from from beginning to end. There's a lot to love in this movie. Um, I think for me, I kind of got juked out. And the reason it doesn't make my top ten, uh, and I I definitely don't shit on anyone who has it in their top ten or five. Um, I was there. A big part of this movie is substance abuse, and I didn't know that going into the movie. I think if I had known that going into the movie, I would have been better prepared to handle it. But I, it's, it, it was a different movie than what I expected. And a lot of it I still really, really loved. Um, but they, the major line of this movie has to do with substance abuse, and I was not prepared for that, and so I didn't enjoy those parts. Um, so that, that's why it doesn't make my top ten. But there's a lot of this I love, specifically all the music. Uh, I don't know that we've had a more clear... Uh, best original song winner since like my heart will go on. Um, which <laughs> I guess I don't even know if that won, uh, but I would bet that it did. Um, but there's a lot to be proud of for, for Cooper and everyone who made this movie. And I think that um, I'm hopeful that we get more Lady Gaga in different stuff. Cause I do like, I've seen her in um, American horror story and, yeah. and in this, I think she's got potential. I, I agree with you, Seth, that she's playing herself here. So I don't think there's a lot to be gleaned from this performance, but uh, she definitely has like a Streisand kind of uh, quality about her that I think if she wants to continue to act, she'll be able to do that. Yeah, the end with that meat dress too is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to double take and be like, what? <laughs> no, dress. Meat dress. Meat drapes? Not. <laughs> no, not those. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Uh, am I the highest on Green Book? Um, that'll be a kick the yeah, can. Kick that right. can. We're gonna kick. I I I finally got my can kicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So number two is the one Cody was kind of referencing earlier for me. Uh, it's the mule. Uh, what? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I almost. That's the plot twist drink. of the century. <laughs> Move over, Shamal. Yeah, I liked him going to that flower uh, convention and uh, him with his family. We gotta stop talking about it, otherwise, want to punch a hole through the wall. So, <laughs> no, uh, number number two for me is Leave No Trace. This was number one for a long time. I saw this probably in like June or so, um, and uh, this is one where 
it's very it's so it's it's centered on Ben Foster and Thomas and McKenzie, which is crazy that I remember her name, which is a weird name, but um, and then I remember is directed by Deborah Granick, who also wrote the movie. She wrote Winter, Winter's Bone. I remember like everything about this movie. Oh, I like Jesus. read about it. I I I was like I was so into this movie and still am. It's it's my number two, but obviously we know my number one. I just that one I was I had such a different feeling coming out of it. But Leave No Trace. Um, it's the one where. Those two are out in the the wood, uh, woods in Wyoming, I think it is Wyoming or Montana, and they uh, they're they're homeless. They're living uh, in like protected woods. They get kicked out and thrown into uh, kind of back into to civilian life, and uh, it's just kind of about that struggle with with uh, Ben Foster who wants to be back in the woods because he has some PT- PTSD stuff. Uh, Thomas and McKenzie wants to be back, uh, li- you know, experience life because she's never had to, she's never been able to before. And it's that struggle, that relationship and, and kind of the, the, I mean, really it's just kind of like acting jousting back and forth with this movie. Um, it's, it's really a touching movie. It's also very, very sad at times. Um, it's the ending is, is, it's a gut punch uh, with those two, but it also leaves some hope. And it's it. I loved this movie from again from beginning to end. It had everything that I wanted going into that movie. hadn't even seen a trailer, but just hearing the the premise, I was like, okay, this this is what I'm in for. And and it delivered um, amazing performances. I've already heard I've heard some some early buzz for Thomas and McKenzie as a as a supporting actress um, for for Oscars, which would be awesome. I'm rooting for her uh, quite a bit. So. Loved it. Um, recommend it for anyone to see it. It it has a lot of weight to it. So I missed this one. Uh, this is on my list of catch-up movies along with 8th grade. Uh, Jared, did you go see this one? Nope. Seth told me to, and I uh, shot him down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this. Uh, uh, it's a lot like my dating life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll meet you at the Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a perfect impression of Seth asking a girl on a date. Um, <laughs> the only the only thing that's different is that Chuck E. Cheese's is not a restaurant here; it's a strip club. So, oh my god, that sounds. <laughs> I, you know what? We're gonna jump right over that it's, one because that's a hole I don't want to step. It, it, oh, a hole! Ew! I did it, Gross. but that was an accident. <laughs> it's <laughs> chunky cheeses. Oh. Me too. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we stepped in it. We did. Um, yeah. We got fist deep. <laughs> right up to the elbow. <laughs> That's nasty. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> you can't go to Chunky Cheeses unless you're 21 and over. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Minute. <laughs> it's time for Miles Minute. Oh. Uh, you mind if I clip that for a sounder? Sure. Okay, good. I'll send um, you a bill. No, <laughs> leave uh, <laughs> leave no traces. Uh, like I said, uh, it's up on my list because the the point I was gonna make uh, before all that chunky cheese stuff was um, <laughs> that when Seth when Seth talks this highly about something, you should watch it. And I talked about mm-hmm. this a couple weeks ago on this show. Um, uh, people out there listening and Jared, uh, go watch this one because it's it's got to be good if Seth is this high on it. And not, I mean. Not only is it is because it, it's not like it's so sad, like it's not and it's not like weird, like a first reform. It's like a I mean, it is kind of a slice of life for these people type of movie. I mean, it's not everything, not something everyone's experienced, of course. But, you know, it's it's it doesn't have anything too like heavy or like weird or artsy with it. But I mean, even even if you're just looking for acting, it's got amazing performances. It's a beautifully shot movie because it, there's tons of like outdoor scene scenery and stuff. And they shot it where it's taking place as well. So, um 
with, with like the woods and all that stuff and it's got everything it's 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 awesome i loved it boom well jared number I'm two gonna have to uh gonna have to watch that one because you know what's up <laughs> um my number two is the kick the can that cody just threw out i'm gonna go with green book mm. are, are we kicking the can again i think it's got to get kicked yes. again yeah. oh, we're gonna have to kick that yes. all right we're kicking it if we're kicking it that means right. that means uh that means we're on to number ones yes that is true yeah we are number one my number one will be surprising to some and not fucking surprising at all to others i would bet that given given five minutes i bet both of you could guess this uh we all went to this one together and it is fucking mission impossible fallout i'll keep going i was just starting to dance oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) look here's the thing um no critic is going to have this on the top of their list, and I'm fine with that. Uh, the number ones that I, I know Seth's number one and that is critically a, a better movie to a lot of people, I totally fucking get that. There are movies on my own list that are better acted or whatever the fuck, but like top to bottom from beginning to end, this is a movie that had a vice grip on my nuts the entire <laughs> way through. And oh, I saw this, tw- I saw, and I saw it twice. It vice gripped my balls, and then I said, I want my balls to be vice gripped again. So I went again. <laughs> and <laughs> I had, my nuts were bruised after those two viewings. <laughs> but this is, Fallout, I, I thought a lot about my list. And I struggled. I had every movie in my top four was at one time number one on my list. And I finally went back and I said, what movie was I the happiest when I walked out of? And you guys were both with me when we walked out of Mission Impossible Fallout. And I, this is a movie that I was probably the most hyped for going into this year. Um, if we went back and listened to that podcast, I would bet it's it's top three. Um, and it, it, so far exceeded my expectations that it was insane. Like I expected a great movie, but this gave me a movie that made the movie I expected look like Gotti. And it (laughs) like every stunt in here is bigger than any stunt you've ever seen in every other movie. The plot in here is, is twisty enough to keep you interested, but it doesn't overcomplicate things. It doesn't make you think too hard. And Tom Cruise is the fucking man. You get the reloading arms in this, you get Rebecca Ferguson being a badass. You get Return of Michelle Monaghan to the series. You get Alec Baldwin is awesome. Literally, the only thing this movie is missing is Jeremy Renner. And you don't even miss him because this was apparently the year of Jeremy Renner not being in movies he's supposed to be in. And <laughs> like everything about Mission Impossible Fallout was the perfect. If this is the last Mission Impossible movie, it's the perfect last one because it has everything from every movie in it done to the fucking. Forget 11. This goes to 12 on everything. The, the stunts are wacky. The, the way that they did them, like really fucking did them, is impressive from a filmmaking standpoint. The, the plot in here is great. It's written well. It's acted great. Like, this is the movie out of my top 10 that I'll watch the most times in my life because I, I watch Mission Impossible all the fucking time. And someone is going to need to cut me off because I will keep going about Fallout. I, I, I was just about to say, because you did one of those, like, uh, it's like you... <laughs> I I know that's when you're like really excited about something because you were trying to search for more things, different ways to say how much you love that movie. It was, it was, it Uh is not, I thought a lot about this, but by the time I stuck it at number one, I realized it's not even close. Like 
the the feelings I had for the entire week leading up to this and then going to it and then the entire next week, like no movie affects me for two weeks, but this one fucking did. And I, it's, it's, I'm done. It's fucking, if, if someone hasn't seen it, go fucking see it because it's incredible. Yeah. It's the best, it's the best action movie ever made. And I will fight anyone over that. And it's the best mission impossible movie made yet. And, uh, it's, it's just so much better than every other movie like it, that it's insane. And I, I would have fought fucking, I would have fought Tyson after this movie. I would have lost, but I would have agreed to get in the ring with him. Uh, that's how hyped <laughs> I was. Please, God, someone cut me off. I, I will keep going. <laughs> the only thing I got to say is uh, just keep your hands away from your balls next time you see a Mission Impossible movie <laughs> because it wasn't the movie that was gripping your balls. <laughs> well, this is like, I remember specifically like being in my seat and they have a really long open before they hit the cre- the opening music, the dun, 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 dun. And I remember, like, that beginning scene is so fucking awesome. And then just, like, rocking my ass off to that theme. <laughs> and just, like, and, like, I, and, like, looking to my right and seeing Jared just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I and, like, will, okay. I cannot help it. I can't help it with Mission Impossible. And this one, I, so much, like, oh, my God. You know, I I echo everything you've said. The thing is, uh, when I was making my list today, that had that moved up quite a bit from where it was. If I were to give a list of like most enjoyable theater experiences this year, this is one hundred percent number one because like going to see it with you guys, you just pumped out of your mind. <laughs> Drinks were flying, like the the theme music kicks in. You almost like jumped up and started like pumping up the audience. It was awesome. <laughs> It was a blast. <laughs> Cody's the hype man yeah. for Mission Impossible. Come on, people get excited. And then, yeah, this, the, the must, the Henry Cavell and uh, the bathroom scene, just the uh, Tom Cruise actually flying that helichopper. Like, everything is wild. It's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. I, I won't have anyone tell me it's not. The most I've ever bought into a movie 100% ever was, was Fallout. And I was in. I was there I, the whole way. I wish you weren't there. <laughs> I want, would it have been better without me there? Maybe. But you had me, I, so. I don't know. No, it, it, you actually weren't too bad. I mean, I remember the other one, um, the, the previous one. What was it? Uh, Rogue Nation. Mm. Um, you, were, you were, like, punching the air for that one um, during the song. So this one you weren't quite like you were vibrating, but you at least had your hands on your apparently testicles <laughs> the entire movie. So... <laughs> My hands are shaking from talking about like we need to talk about something else or I'm gonna fight something. All right, well I'll go to my number two then. Um, number one or number one, sorry. Number one is uh, your guys's number two, Green Book. This is one that I did not expect to love as much as I did uh, going into it. I, you know, I'd heard some things. It was it's it's in the 80s on Rotten Tomatoes, so I was like, you know, I I definitely think it'll be good. Um, but yeah, coming out of it, I was like, okay, this this. It made me feel great. Performances were awesome. Um, I, I remember being like 10, not probably like 25 minutes in. I was like, I think I'm, I'm going to love this movie. And then by the time I left, um, I was like, this is easily my favorite movie of the year. But it has some really hard-hitting scenes throughout it. But it also has some really happy, enjoyable scenes throughout it. Per, uh, performances through the entire cast are great. Viggo Mortensen, Mahershala Ali, uh, Linda Carlini, all awesome. Um, the, the, the story is, is, I mean... Again, we talked about earlier, maybe not quite um, 
you know what they what they portrayed but still it, you can't help but not feel good coming out of it definitely not a movie that is typically one that it's my favorite of the year in terms of like feeling good or that type of thing but um just all around it it had i i just can't really describe exactly it had heart it had the most heart out of any movie i've seen this year um yeah it just it just had everything in it and it was exactly what i wanted um you know, in, in, when I came out of it, it I, I didn't know I wanted it, but it, it exactly it was exactly what I wanted. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it, really what else to say because it's. I mean, it's a pretty self-explanatory movie, um, but the the way the journey unravels, the road trip part of it, um, the, the their friendship, just all of it was was so perfect, and I and I loved it. Cody, you got anything on this one? Yeah, I uh, I think that I think this movie pretty much perfectly handled the race stuff, right? So they, this movie definitely was in danger of pulling the whole white savior trope and, and really pissing me off. But it, it did just enough of that and then didn't do just enough of that where it kind of really treaded that line, which was good for me. Um, this movie is honestly one of the funniest movies I saw this year. I laughed really hard a mm-hmm. lot of times in this. It's kind mm-hmm. of an odd couple, odd couple story. So it's there's nothing in this that you haven't seen before. There really isn't. But but mm-hmm. you haven't seen it done this well, I think is the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those movies that, yeah, you're right, Seth. It's hard to explain why this movie is so great, but it just is. Like, you just feel great when you leave this. I remember... Mm-hmm. I was, I left this, I saw it like a four o'clock showing and then I got out at what, seven or so. And, uh, and I had texted like three people and was like, I feel so good right now. I, you know, and, and it's rare to get a movie that is made well enough to get Oscar consideration. And this will probably get a nomination and be a happy movie. You know what I mean? Like every mm-hmm. other Oscar winner for the last 10 years has been a depressing fucking, you know, uh, suicide magnet. So like, the uh, the fact that this is a happy movie that you leave feeling heartwarmed. There aren't enough heartwarming movies anymore. And I it, I started my list with Love Simon because that was such a great heartwarming movie. And I think this is a perfect way to bookend it because it this it just makes you feel so good. And it's it's as simple as that. It, it's well acted and scripted and 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 shot, but like it just makes you feel good. That's uh, bare bones. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I agree with what, pretty much everything you guys said. Like it was lighthearted, but it also tackled some serious stuff. Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala—I can't even say his first name. Ali Mahershala. Yeah, we'll go with that. They just had a really great chemistry between each other because, like, just that scene where they're with uh, the the "Don't get grease on my blanket" and the chicken wing scene. Like, that is just—it's <laughs> hilarious, but also it's just like mm-hmm. they don't see things from the same perspective. And then at the end, it was just so, like Cody said, heartwarming that it, it ended the way that it did. This was a. Uh, this um, was my number one for a long time in my in my list, and then eventually I came to Fallout for reasons I've already explained. But uh, but mm. this was my two, and I think it's a great number one. I I, I certainly think it's a, a worthwhile number one for sure for anyone who's not as in love yeah, with I Tom mean, Cruise as I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, for for destroying your testicles, apparently, I'm not surprised. Mission Impossible <laughs> is number one. I probably can't have babies, but that's okay. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, I mean, not not much else I can say about Green Book, but yeah, it's. I think I'm also kind of a sucker for road trip movies too, and and that that had that vibe. Cedar Rapids showed up in that movie for for yeah, a brief second too. That was nice. kind of fun. That but people in the theater, people in the theater, kind of did a little. Ooh, Cedar Rapids. <laughs> it was kind of fun. That. Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, surprising crying by Cody, uh, this was one of the first movies I saw after I moved. <laughs> 
and it was already an emotional movie and i was like crying over a over a a location card and it was yeah that yeah and then it cheered me up so that's how that's high praise that guaranteed that wasn't shot in cedar rapids either so uh (laughs) yeah no shit you cried over a fake location you just cried over letters the last time i cried over a uh over a location card was when they put queens up in civil war because you knew you were about to meet spidey hey (laughs) spider-man i have no clue what jared's number one will be i don't know if we've clued to it because of the can kicks in the past but i'm intrigued to find out i feel like one of you guys have got to know what this one is um well i don't think we'll ever find out so that's the show guys uh, goodbye play the closing (laughs) <laughs> bye <laughs> no we're okay. kidding of course we know that this is 50 shades free oh fuck yeah, yeah you're right it was, it was a toss up between this or holmes and watson <laughs> let me tell you top 10 movies of the year <laughs> um my number one i really i really wanted it to be green book but i this this movie it just stuck with me and i cried basically the whole time uh, the Mr. Rogers documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just, I think it just hit me at the right time, the right place. I, uh, I watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood as I was growing up, uh, like, every single day when I was at my VB sitters. Um, just, it, it was a nice look into, you know, Fred Rogers' life behind the show, or behind the scenes of the show. And it was just... It, it it was weird because he he was such a nice genuine like I just want the best for people guy, and then there's like cruelty out in the world and he just didn't want that and like people painted him as this person that was like you know everyone said that uh, there's rumors that he was this what World War Two sniper and he shot a bunch of people or there's a <laughs> rumor that he there was you know a weird molestation who knows there's a lot of weird stuff but he just wanted the best for people and this movie it just I don't know if either of you guys saw it but it was just a heartwarming like I the first five ten minutes I'm already crying and I don't stop crying until the very end like it's ridiculous I don't want to talk about it like I mean you guys have seen <laughs> You guys have, I think my uh, Stardust reaction, like, I was just crying during that. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck, why did I post that? Whatever. But yeah, I don't know. This movie just stuck with me. Jared is so wet for Mr. Rogers. So wet. Oh, Rogers. Oh, he was like, he was like, leave Mr. Rogers alone. It, it it's different because, uh, like, this is a documentary. So, like, it's kind of hard to. I guess judge it against other films. So that's why I was kind of hesitant to put it as high as I did because I don't know. I I guess I didn't even review this movie because I didn't know how to review it since it's kind of like, you know, uh, a true life story of just following someone with interviews, backstory, footage, all of this stuff. I could, yeah, I could see why that would be difficult like documentary and, and all that, but uh, I agree with you. Um I, a lot of what you said um that it was it was definitely a i mean it was a movie talk about green book is like i didn't know i needed that movie same thing with won't you won't you be my neighbor it was um very emotional very informative of course the being a documentary but um i was a big uh, mr rogers fan growing up too with mr rogers neighborhood and and uh my 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 heart is still frozen <laughs> cuz i didn't cry <laughs> oh, no. but you piece um, of shit i know i i have no soul but 
Um, Mr. Rogers tried to repair a bit of my soul. Um, it, it was just, it was, it was gripping from, from beginning to end. And it had, it, it, it had, I mean, everything you'd want out of a, a Mr. Rogers story, you know, chron- uh, chronicling the, the entire run of the show. And there's so many things I actually remembered, remembered watching uh, as a kid with that show. I remembered, um, the nine 11 stuff that had happened yep. and kind of him coming back and doing stuff for that. And I remembered when, when he finally finished doing the show and, uh, yeah, it just, it was, it was really an interesting story and and i I, you know i get why people were so emotional about it because it you know it had those moments and really showed you what we're missing today by not having him around Mm -hmm. too i should probably see this one huh yeah well uh i guess did you watch it growing up or anything i didn't watch mr rogers but you guys are making me start to cry just by talking about it so i should probably check it out well i don't i i I don't know it just i think that if you are were exposed to it it might hit you a little bit harder but yeah it just uh, there's a lot that you may know from going before going into this but then you learn a lot after after coming out of it because like he he pushed the boundaries of like you know race and social norms and stuff like that and it was just i think that it was a show that was just ahead of its time and also i didn't even realize that um seth you might have known that they just basically for years just played reruns but like he walked in <laughs> and just put a tape in the re- vcr like that is ridiculous like it's like <laughs> hey we're going to film new episodes but uh we're going to show old episodes it was, i mean he was he was a he was really a visionary for his time cuz he just no one believed him that this would work, you know, and, and he made it work and uh, delivered something that, uh, you know, kids for decades, you know, children for decades, multiple, like four or five decades were were watching and, and growing yeah. up on and learning from well, and it, it. Oh, sorry. Uh, it was just it's ridiculous, too, because I guess I didn't even realize that he pretty much was the same character. All of the puppets, except for maybe one or mm-hmm. two, was him. So, like think about it you you've got to be borderline crazy too to have all (laughs) all of those voices going back and forth just talking to yourself like he he was just so in it like that's that was his purpose yeah he's super creative guy speaking of documentaries real quick there was one uh that i saw that i really enjoyed um that i had pretty high up on my list too which is three identical strangers yeah did you see that one? I Jared? missed it, but I've heard, I've read articles, I've read reviews. Everyone s- said it was a, a very interesting story. Yeah, super in- interesting. Uh, it's about three brothers who didn't uh, didn't know they were brothers. They were identical identical twins, um, and then kind of some crazy stuff happens along the way. And it's that's one that it's like that one could be a fun review just because it's. Uh, it, you know, it has kind of like a plot to it in, in a way. I mean, it's a real life story, but it's such a, such a crazy real life story that it, you know, it could be a movie, even if you, you know, it wasn't real, you know, it, it's really cool. But uh, that's one I would recommend checking out. It's a good year for documentaries, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be um, a stacked with, category. With I think, um, I think th- I haven't even seen three identical strangers, but I think if it had showed up on Netflix, it would be the biggest thing ever. Like mm-hmm. just from what I'm hearing and, and the popularity of like making a murder and stuff. And those are the two I, w- I was going to bring up three identical strangers too, even though I haven't seen it because those are the two documentaries I definitely want to watch this year. Um, along with the other couple that I've had to add to my list <laughs> during the podcast tonight. So, um, but I think, I think Fred Rogers is a perfect way to end the list here because he just is, it's just like you said, he, he's, he's what the world's missing now. Um, and just a, a cool, just kind of shining light. So 
Um, I got to say, though, I don't think Fred Rogers would approve of our podcast. <laughs> uh, probably not. Those are our top 10 favorite movies of 2018. I'm glad we had we all had kind of different lists. I think uh, Green Book gravitated toward the top. Uh, we all had like the Spider-Verse. Um, but other than that, there, there weren't a lot that uh, kind of intersected. Eighth grade was, I guess, on both of y'all's lists. Um, Did... Uh... I'm I'm curious. Was do you guys have like a quick like three, four, five honorable mentions that just missed it? Yeah, I've got so right, I got I got about fifty. <laughs> so the four, the next four out in no particular order that I had yeah. uh, were Infinity War, Incredibles two, Creed, and A Quiet Place. Okay. Yeah, I had A Quiet Place, Overlord, The Hate You Give, Mandy, and Annihilation. I forgot. Uh, oh, that was one that was up there high for high for me for a while. Annihilation was. Yeah, I had The Hate You Give, Love, Simon, Roma, A Private War, which oh, is that yeah. uh, Rosamund Pike movie. Um, and then one I watched uh, last night, actually, Blind Spotting. Oh, dude, um, I heard about that one. I got to see that. That, that would have made my top. That's Blackled, right? So that definitely would have been in my top 10. Every Blackled movie was in my top 10, if you didn't notice. See, the um, bad thing is um, about some of those movies, it's just like they don't show up in theaters around here. No, they don't. Like yeah, blind don't. spotting, I'm pretty sure, never showed up. I don't think it did. Yeah, it was more of a VOD release that uh, just came out recently. I think it was like New York and L.A., Chicago, and then VOD. Uh, David Diggs is the star. I'll, I'll do a full review of that next week, but uh, excellent movie. It was It was kind of like, uh, like sorry to bother you, tried sending a message, and then it just you know threw horse that, sticks that's everywhere. That's the best two-thirds uh, of a movie that's ruined by yeah. the last third. I was on my, yeah. I was so like, if you had stopped that movie half an hour earlier, it would have been in my top five. Oh, and it then, would have been my top mm-hmm. three. Yeah. And it just, I was really frustrated by the way that yeah, that movie finished out. Yeah, I was like, what out. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that, and Blind Spotting did a, a good job of mixing some kind of interesting uh, comedy. Um, there's some really funny parts. And then there's some like interesting scenery and, and uh, like dream sequences. But then some really serious scenes that are hard hitting. So, yeah, like I said, I'll do a full review next week. But it was uh, in my top 15. And then Bohemian Rhapsody is another one that, that was in higher from my list for a while, too. Had a great time with that movie. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised I- that it didn't hit in either or any of our three lists. Yeah, I, I loved I loved Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I think that I had a perfect theater experience with that because I had kind of a packed theater where everyone was into it. Uh, I had a beer during it and, you know, the loud music and stuff. I think if I watched it at home by myself, it would be just okay. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's what I ended up at. But I did love that one. I had a fantastic theater experience. Um, Jared, uh, I Seth didn't see Overlord, but I loved that movie. That okay. would be, I would add that to my honorable mentions. That was fucking great and yeah, such a surprise. Like, I I came out of that movie, you know, that was a movie that, you know how you said you didn't touch your popcorn or drink or anything? That yeah. was one movie that I didn't touch my drink at all. And I was like, oh shit. So I didn't <laughs> chug it afterwards. But I was like, I mean, it, it's not in my top 10, but man, is it a pop, like that is a definition of a popcorn flick that mm-hmm. had such a good idea in it. That unfortunately missed the mark by a little bit, but it was so mm-hmm. much fun. Yeah, it's one of those that doesn't. Um, the thing I appreciated the most about Overlord is it didn't try to be anything extra. Like it, no. it gave you what it is, and it didn't ask you to think about a message or anything like that. It just gave you good movie for like two hours. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I saw that, and I saw Bohemian Rhapsody on the same day, and I. 
I left uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was the second one I saw, and I left the theater being like, I fucking love movies because both of these, <laughs> I was like, both of these movies gave me completely different shit, and I loved both of them in their own yep. ways. And I was yep. that was the ha- that was one of the happiest double features I've had since I went to Molly's Game and uh, Jumanji on the same day last year. Ooh, that's a good. Th- those are both good combos. Yeah, it's surprisingly good yeah. in both cases. I find myself going to very sad movies and combos. Um, <laughs> well, what was your triple feature last year? Your suicide triple feature that you went yeah. to? Uh, it wasn't last year. It was the year before, but it was uh, uh, Nocturnal Animals followed by Hacksaw Ridge followed by Manchester. Oh my by the God, sea. you're lucky to be alive. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was a rough one. It, did either of you guys see Tully? Yes. I didn't. Did you like that uh, one, Jared? Yeah, that was way up there for me, but I just feel like yeah. it was forgotten. Um, yeah. What'd you think of it? I, I loved it. It was one for me. It was high, high up there for a long time too. Um, but yeah, it just kind of got lost in the shuffle, but it was really an interesting kind of like twist at the end and good performance by Charlize Theron. She's kind of getting recognition. I think through the Globes right now, the Golden Globe, she has a nomination. Yeah. The the whole twist or the story running through it. That's what really hooked me because I, I didn't mm -hmm. see it coming. Yeah, and it, it was interesting. Um, the I reviewed the front runner a few weeks ago. That was done by the same guy who did Tully. Oh yeah. Um, so he he put up two movies in the same year, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, some of the movies like two that I was wanted to have in my top ten, but just didn't pan out. Were like Boy Erased, Beautiful Boy. Um, those kind of had some hype for Oscar stuff. I hate to say, it, but um, in my mind, those two are the exact same movie. See the, so yeah, I mean, they're they're easy to get mixed yeah. up. For like in terms of the name, but like um, Boy Erased and Ben is Back are the two. Uh, I haven't seen yeah, Ben is yeah. Back yet. I haven't seen Ben is Back yet. I really want to with the Julia Roberts and Lucas yeah, Hedges yep. one, but but uh, that those two get kind of mixed up a lot. Yeah, just like some of those. Uh, I really liked uh, Bad Times of the El Royale. Oh, that was a fun fuck movie. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. See, if we had a list of yeah. our most fun like movie experiences, it would be a completely different list because yeah, Bad Times of El Royale that was just a fun trip. That was a blast. That mm-hmm. Overlord, Bohemian Rhapsody, all would have made that list. If you're yep. talking about strictly mm-hmm. the day I went to the theater, how much fun did I have? Those are yeah. all in there. Yep. Yeah. It just, it, th- looking back on the, like, through my list and looking back on the year, it wasn't like a year of, like, amazingly great movies, but there was just a ton of really solid ones. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and the ones, that, know, were, like, nothing the ones like, that were great snuck up on you also. That was the other thing. Yeah. Like, for me, if I'm looking at it, though, I don't know if, like, there's a ton of like really good indie movies like eighth grade is one leave no trace is one or those are ones that i left the theater like oh this is this is excellent but like especially like a lot of the blockbusters are a little bit larger releases nothing really like you know hit me you know it, it would just kind of um they were really good but nothing was like i was blown away by mm-hmm. you know yeah i feel that i think every every year tends to be that way right so like you get your your one or two blockbusters that live up to the hype, the rest that disappoint, and then you get some indies that surprise. Um, and this this year was no exception in terms of that. And I think next year is going to be the same. There is a fuckload of blockbusters. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, yeah, that, that's the thing that looks different about yeah. next year is there's so many. See, blockbusters that's what that's that what everyone's out. saying is like. I I mean, I'm I'm looking at my most anticipated, trying to narrow it down to ten. But man, next year, like. It's not every month. It's like every two weeks. There's a big blockbuster right. or a high-profile mm-hmm. movie coming out. It's going to be starting awesome. with Glass in two yeah. weeks. Yeah, no it's... shit. Glass. Well, I'm no, excited. starting starting this week with Escape Room. Yeah, you haven't heard about <laughs> Escape Room. It's already done a billion in China. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think next year's going to be interesting because, and we said this a year ago. We said the same thing. There's a bunch of movies to get excited about. 
And last year at this time, we weren't talking about Green Book or Eighth Grade, you yeah, know, or exactly. First Reformed or any of these or Spider-Verse even at that time. So like, uh, it's going to be exciting going into 19, seeing what, what, uh, what indie or what under the radar movie surprises us because we know already what blockbuster, you know, you have your Lion King, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Infinity War, Captain Marvel, um, Shazam, I think DC is putting out next year. There's a lot of John Wick three. John, John Wick three. three. God, Seth is having a conniption over there. <laughs> oh my God. I you should have mentioned that first and that's because that's the only movie that's coming out that next year. Uh and a little movie I don't know if you guys have heard about called Star Wars Nine that's uh, gonna be coming out too. So Is it Star uh, Wars sixty nine? Uh, oh, I don't know. Sixty nine. Yeah, nine. <laughs> Two hours of podcast so that we can we get made to that it. sounder. <laughs> we did it. And that, I think, is the perfect way for us to wrap up uh, this week's Mambo number 10. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, we uh, I didn't think we could do it. Just kidding. I know we could. Uh, but we talked for two entire hours about uh, a handful of movies from the last year. Uh, anytime we want to make sure that we uh, get off the rails and go long, we, of course, invite the great Jared Buckendall onto the show. We want to thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm sorry that I always uh, divert, divert the conversation into uh, very uh, inappropriate and immature topics. Well, you know... Would you say that was uh, pretty divergent? Oh, my God. Miles Minute! <laughs> <Get> the... <laughs> Were you, how long, when did you come up with that, Seth, you fucker? I've been waiting to use Divergent, but that, that was the perfect opportunity to do it. So That was good, and I hate to admit it. Um, Jared, before we finish up, do uh, you want to pimp anything out for the folks at home? Um, you know, just check out my YouTubes. Uh, at Jared Buckendall. Actually, yeah, at, at Jared Buckendall. I, I think right after I'm done recording this, I'm posting my best of uh, JB December, all of the comedy skits and all that stuff. Um, by the time this podcast posts, I should have my top 10, and then maybe a day or two later, I should have my most anticipated of 2019. Oh my gosh. He, it's the man that has more time than the rest of us, apparently. He's got a time turner. You know what? I, you just gotta he, cut out all your friends, your family, uh, <laughs> just don't go to your job anymore, and uh, yeah. Well, there you go. No, what... what what Jared takes the time for to create videos and, and entertain, I use to watch yeah, see, television. So. Seth is a consumer. I'm a producer. There you go. <laughs> that I, I've never heard it better summarized than that. So uh, make sure, folks, that you're going out to the YouTubes. At Jared Buckendall. He's the hardest working man uh, in central Iowa, and uh, it, it shows. Uh, congrats. I don't know if we've uh, – well, we haven't had you on the podcast yet. Wait a minute. Hold mark, on. So. Hold on. Hold on. I thought someone was supposed to eat oatmeal shirtless. Uh oh! Seth, what yeah, are you Cody, doing? Thousand subscribers before the end of the year. Uh, it looks like to me you're like you're like at one point one thousand subscribers. One point one thousand. Seth is. Are you making <laughs> Seth? Are you making sure that he doesn't, uh, you know, like have a big subscriber exodus and it dropped down below before you make the video? It needs to be at exactly a thousand for me. Okay. To oh. It wasn't at exact, exactly a thousand. I'll, I'll call long, some people. So. <laughs> post on Twitter. Unfollow me, please. <laughs> I'm trying to we need the oatmeal man. I'm trying to see a topless man eat oatmeal. <laughs> well, we are. We are still. America is still owed that video, and and honestly, the world is owed that video, Seth. So, uh, as I know, you are a man of your word, and I, I just got done earlier telling the listeners of the podcast to trust you at your word. So, 
You should probably get that yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I'll get around to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we certainly can't wait to see it. For the listeners out there again, uh, don't forget to subscribe wherever it is you may be listening. Uh, and tweet at us, of course, at underscore Cody Michael, at Seth Oat, at Soko Show Pod, and at Jared Buckendall, uh, as well as on the YouTubes in the same place. So uh, be a part of the conversation. Let us know on the tweets or by email at SokoShow91 at gmail.com. Uh, what did we miss on our top 10? Uh, am I too high on Mission Impossible? Absolutely fucking not. Uh, but if you want to get into a fight with me, hit me up on Twitter about that and we can discuss. Um, thank you for listening, uh, and joining us in 2019 for our first video, uh, 75 deep now, and, uh, it only continues to get more fun. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks again to the great Jared Buckendall for joining us on this one. And, uh, we're going to wrap it up today. Uh, Seth, anything you want to leave the listeners with in closing and in, in lieu of our, uh, our one more thing this week? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Seth has said everything important there is to say. I have. <laughs> You, listen to my list. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna watch any list, uh, watch mine because I'm the best. I don't need people to watch my whole list, but if they haven't seen Mission Impossible, they need to fucking do so. <laughs> no, watch all the movies on all the lists. Um, it was a lot of fun doing that. Been fun for our first full calendar year. Um, technically, last week was, but uh, yeah, just uh, just uh, keep listening to us because uh, we are spilling nonsense everywhere. Boom. Uh, it has not been better said than that. Uh, come back for 76 next week. It's going to be uh, back to the normal show. We got some, uh, I, I'm just dying to talk about some NFL playoffs next week and uh, more movie news. I'll hopefully be reviewing and maybe even describing the plot of Escape Room, which is the highly Ooh. anticipated horror movie coming out this weekend. So, Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll take the hit on that one and not go see that so you can describe it to me. (laughs) All right, well, the the return of one of my favorite segments to work on. So uh, uh, make sure you come back next week. And uh, Jared, we'll let you close the show out for us. We'll see you later. (laughs) 